the Televoid. I'm your host, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm on my lowsome this week, but I'm joined by the very lovely and very host-capable herself, Lloyd <laughs> Dumay. You know what you're doing. Yes! Hooray! Yay! I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, and we're discussing the, I, I mean, the first, second episode I've ever seen of it, but The Sopranos, season four, oh, episode gosh. three, Christopher. The very, oh, wow. I'm sure, controversial at the time, question mark, that is, episode, wow. where it's all about, if you if you were kind of think about it, like, if you've watched all The Sopranos and you want to know which one we're talking about, it's the one where the Italian-Americans get, like, belligerent because everyone hates Christopher Columbus and how <laughs> dare they, and then literally, like, <laughs> like, roll deep up onto a Native American protest about it and literally start, like, punching people. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's insanity. Yeah. I didn't realize how it... I didn't know what Christopher meant. I thought it was, like, a person on a show. It was going to be about, like... Yes. His, his there is. Episode. Oh, is Yeah, it? there oh, is okay. a character on the show also named Christopher, one of the main characters. So, so I'm like, oh, this yeah. is going to be all about him. Oh, no, it's about Christopher Columbus nope. entirely. Yeah, yeah. Ironically... Well, it's written... I actually noticed the teleplay writer the writer for the teleplay for this episode and one of the writers is uh michael Imperioli, right yeah who plays christopher on the show so i was and yet he had like a really pretty small part in the sh- in the episode so yeah, like, he was barely in it really yeah he he's didn't one do of the few memorable. Like, i didn't watch this show but he's one of the people that trickled out into like like if i had seen a parody of this i'd know who he was because that was yes. him like i'd see him in a cameo yeah. on snl or something i'm like oh i know who that is like, same with, obviously, like, um, Carmel, is it Carmela, I think? Yes, Edie Falco. Edie Falco. Edie Falco is a national treasure. She is, like, <laughs> well, underused in this episode. Yeah. She doesn't really have much to she do. She just kind of reacts all. to things. <laughs> I love her so much. She is just and, magnificent. Um, and, the, uh, obviously, the, I can't think of her name, the actress's name, but they're, um, they're a therapist. I can't, oh, yes, of course, yes. Um, yeah. Bracco. Bra- Lorraine yes. Bracco. Lorraine Bracco, of course. Uh, and then, I mean, there's, like, other people scattered throughout. Like, there's a couple people who are obviously just very famous Italian actors who play, like, the, the, you know, their old guard that show up every once in a while. But this episode featured a lot of people who I just did not understand or recognize. Like, they were just strange Yeah, people. this is a tough episode to jump <laughs> Even in. Tony. Not only is it bad, it's just... There's so much going on and, that if you don't know who these characters are, yeah, and it's, it's all going to be it's lost. It's not like an episode where it's like, well, at least the main character has this like core plot. and you can. Under- not, it's like Tony's basically like backseat to everything as well. Mm-hmm. He barely takes mm-hmm. a, like, a role. He's like just, I, you don't even see him until the dinner where all the doms are sitting. I think it's the doms or whoever they are. But all yeah. of the family is sitting around, like the, the heads of the family. That's bosses, like it's like yeah. good, it's like a good ten minutes into the episode. I'm like, oh, there's Tony because I know who t- I know who James Gandolfini yeah. obviously was. James Gandolfini but, obviously yeah. is like really recognizable. And I just was like, well, and that's the one episode I never saw was the pilot, which I mean I didn't dislike the, the pilot. It just it was a very this is one of those shows like if you want to put it on your plate, you have to set aside some time. Uh, yeah. And I never had, yeah. it. and especially because I was not like a I wasn't super taken with it. My style of gangster yeah. stuff is usually Goodfellas, so this is a little bit more. Like, old, like I don't yeah. know. It's not like old fashioned. Even though I love a lot of HBO stuff, it's just more. It's it's more tradition. It's more in the tradition of like The Godfather to me than it was mm. Goodfellas. Although it is Goodfellas e, I guess. But it is. Um, I have a weird. It's very weird show for me because I have like no patience at all for like prestige dramas about how hard and sad it is being a middle-class white dude yep like i just can't get into the and that's any the shows, of shows like bread and butter <laughs> exactly and yet i love this one i, I think um, it's maybe I, because like 
Yeah. The, everyone I, gets that one show that allows yeah, you to do that. And this the is one yours. exception. <laughs> and yeah, for me, it's Sopranos. Like, I think partly it's just I came to it when I was, it was like my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like the last semester of my senior year and I was just having a really really rough time emotionally and I needed a new tv show that I could like watch binge on to distract myself from sort of how bad emotionally things were Mm. um and like I tried (laughs) yes exactly like I tried a couple different shows that I knew people liked friends of mine liked and I like they weren't thoughtful enough for me to get into them there wasn't enough going on like one of them was like stargate atlantis i, I was gonna I say oh it. my gosh yep. julia i was yep. just gonna say that because that's one of those things like i totally have been recommended like several different star trek iterations that's obviously yeah. stargates um ba- babylon 5 i got all the time people were like you yeah. love it farscape i tried them all at some point and i just I couldn't you have to see some of those shows at just the right point where you're like yeah. i need to watch more of it see, and this and happened I like, to be that for and, you yeah and my problem with it my problem i love sci-fi but my problem is i grew up on star trek so i put on sga and i was like this is not going to work for distracting me because i can predict like down to, i was x-files so i'm exactly yeah the, same the way. act breaks yeah. i can predict the jokes in any given episode i know exactly what the big twist in this episode is gonna be because i've seen enough star trek so then i like found a DVD set we had of the first season of Sopranos and I was desperate so I was like okay I'm gonna try that and just fell into it and now just, how much it was perfect how much had been me. released at that point was that just the one season you've seen several seasons at once or how did that you watch was, it all at once yeah uh, all at once basically. oh wow that was after I mean it maybe not all straight through in one summer but pretty much straight through over the course of like a year I because at that point I think the the show had just ended like the year before right maybe um and pretty recently and shows like this like they when you when you watch them like I know people give certain like episodes or scenes or or even series like uh, season runs of like Breaking Bad they're like well it kind of got a little weird here it got a little strange but when you watch something like all at once like that, that's usually how it was meant to be consumed. Even though, I mean, certain shows aren't, yeah. but like, it just, the in, imperfections are a little bit harder to notice when you're watching them all at once like that. Because yeah. you're seeing so much good stuff that the little bad things that would, you know, linger for a whole week in between episodes isn't yeah. there. So yeah. I'm sure like this, I, there's obviously, I, from what I understand of the show, it definitely hit lulls towards the middle yeah. of the end. And then yeah. the finale is very, very, you know. Um, controversial. controversial. Yeah. Oh, I always, I never watched the show, but it always seemed like a fine. But maybe that's part of it. It's like, well, not having seen the show, it seems like a fine ending. But maybe yeah. if I watch like like however many seasons, and then that happened, I'd be kind of like furious. I'm sure. Yeah, it worked. I thought it worked. I thought it was it worked. It was weird, but it it seemed to suit. What but was nowadays, going on, after some of the finales we've had, that seems like a completely like. Like, yes, yeah, like totally inoffensive. normal, like regular finale compared to some. But I guess maybe that's yeah. just changed the landscape so much. Given the reaction, given the yeah, yeah the how I met your mothers of the world and the oh all that gosh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we can we can try and get into the episode. Um, like I I mentioned before to you, you're gonna try and handhold it a little bit for me because yes. as someone who's only seen the pilot, a lot of this was. I mean, I was I have plenty yeah. to say about how infuriating all the Columbus versus Native oh, American stuff was, yeah, well. but uh, I didn't know who the characters were. There's moments where some characters, like one of them died, and I'm like, who's that character? Should I be <laughs> upset about that? 
But, um, so we can get into it. So it starts off, yeah. obviously the credits are famous. That's, it's always yeah. so funny to me that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, every time I watch this, I'm I, like, I know them. it's supposed to be set in New Jersey, but then I see, like, the turnpike, I'm like, I've driven there, I know where this is, and it's like, <laughs> this is so stupid. But, uh, They're it's so, all Jersey uh, all the, the time. The opening credits are just magnificent. Yes. They're still just, oh, I love them so much. Yeah, and it starts out right from the beginning, just Columbus was a great guy. Screw Native Americans, they don't know what they're talking about. They're painting him as a slave trader? Which I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't understand this conversation, because it was, like, literally insane, because they were just ignoring the facts. Like, there's some point later on where, I don't want to get into it, but, like, they were saying things about Columbus that weren't even true. So I'm like, pick up a book or something. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. But they, they said that they're, they're mad that Native Americans are painting Columbus as a slave, because they're reading a newspaper out of their little, you know, all the, the mafioso guys are hanging out in front of whatever store is there. I also, I loved the, like, staging of this, yeah. because one of the last shots of that, they're sitting in front of the uh, butcher shop, where which is one of the common congregation points right. for, for this group, and um, they're seated, like, the seating and the staging is such that the Italian sausage sign in the window is people are blocking just the right letters so that it says Italian USA which is Oh my like god, really? Subtle. I noticed I that. I'm like, wow, so great. subtle. So <laughs> subtle. Nice. But like, so I didn't watch the show but is it supposed to be, we're supposed to take it as a normal thing that, that a bunch of guys would just hang out in front of a butcher shop and like yes. cappuccinos? Like, yes. yes. And no one like thinks like this is a little odd. I guess that's clear in the neighborhood. They all know what's yeah. going on. But like, exactly. no, no cop fears i guess the one cop later on knew who they were but like it's yes. just so i guess that's the whole point is they're mafia they're mafia guys so no one mm -hmm. cares no one bothers them but like mm -hmm. it just seems like you're asking for you're like literally sitting out front of a butcher shop there's no there's i mean when i say this is weird it's not like they're just <laughs> hanging out like it's like an episode of king of the hill it's like <laughs> there's like 10 dudes and there's like three tables they have cappuccino yeah. set up they're reading a paper they're, like, staring around at passers-by, and it's, like, a busy street more. There's cars moving by and people yeah, walking around. Yeah. So, like, Playing what is this? Like games. That they would, I thought it was, like, a coffee shop, but apparently if you're saying it's a butcher shop, that makes It is, sense. yeah. Well, I think there's a room in the back also right. where they, like, hang do out stuff. and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. but ugh, it was just so, like, you were really asking for being, like, looked at as threatening when you're there's no other reason to be sitting outside of a butcher shop like that unless you own it and they clearly don't all own it because there's 10 of them and who needs 10 people to own a butcher shop but <laughs> anyway so they're doing that it's already kind of suspect they're 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 reading the newspaper and there's an article about anti-italian discrimination which i don't disbelieve happens but the way mm. that they they're so up in arms about being offended it's so ironic yeah. because they're so pissed about like they go down the line about like you know you guys don't know how hard it is. We had it tough, too. It's like, well, you can't be, like, angry about being discriminated against and then, like, brush off people of minorities. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. you should have some kind well, of, and, co like, compassion if you've experienced something similar if they're claiming to. Well, in the show's defense, I think that is the reaction you're supposed to have. Okay. Um, given and knowing it might help, especially since you're pretty new to the show, but, like... Definitely, it was a situation much like Breaking Bad, where people were, like, getting entirely the wrong point from the show, where, you know, he was trying to say, David Chase was trying to say quite a bit about, you know, that these were anti-heroes. These yeah. are not good people. You are not, you know, they're compelling. The actors are fantastic, and in some moments, they're really likable. 
and they have you know good moments where they do good things but they are not good people we should you know they are not heroes you are not supposed to come out of this going boy the mafia is awesome yeah, yeah. that's badass it's you supposed know, it's to not... mystify it i think because even yes. like when they're when they have we'll get to the, well we can get right to it practically so we'll we'll spin through this they basically they they they're mad that native americans are in the article painting him as a slave trainer like they're like how how offensive that Christopher Columbus be viewed as a slave trader and not an explorer. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people just don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and uh, and then they're like, it's it's anti-Italian discrimination. And then, I, to me, I'm like, I thought he was Spanish, but then I looked it up and he is from Genoa, but, like, he's very famously a Spaniard, so I'm like, this is weird that they're, like, taking it, so, but I guess he is Italian, so that's maybe... Yes. I'm just misremembering a lot of it, but anyway, so he... He he's like their hero, and that's kind of the beginning of the episode where they're just like Christopher Columbus is gonna like win this fight because we're now backing him. Like it seems like out of nowhere. It doesn't seem like this is like a long, ongoing like fight throughout the show. It's just suddenly they're like obsessed yes. with Christopher Columbus, and then they decide and to like spearhead it. For my that is like one of the things that for me makes this such a weird bad episode for the show because they're like. I was watching it at the time. I went through it again a couple years later with my roommate. And we both just kind of looked at each other after that episode. And we were like, that was weird. It, that was really... It read, it's telegraphed like an after-school special. Like It is. It's like they, they discover something that's upsetting or amiss. And then they all spearhead the cause. And then they go and confront the cause. And then there's, you know, reactions afterwards. There's other plots sprinkled that's throughout true. the episode. Yeah. But it really is like... It's like a if you had substituted this huh. with an episode of like Secret Life where we, we would watch <laughs> Secret true. Life of the American Teenager where they're all obsessed with with you know uh, uh, what do you call it uh, abstinence like it's the, oh, if you substituted good. Christopher Columbus with abstinence yeah. or Full House or any other show that does that the same beats happen here where it's they're so upset they go and they storm a, a protest and oh my god then they they try and get it you know the they go through except the... they never actually learn any lessons well that's also to... another that's yeah. very similar and some of the some of the after school specials we've watched that's true show. yeah it's true. no one ever learns their lesson but uh so anyway so they're obsessed with christopher columbus now and they're just basically like gunning to start you know uh, cracking skulls because they're just offended that he's being bad mouth in the press like he, like his reputation matters 400 years later uh yeah. but uh so then they're they're they uh they, they go cut to the women though Yes, they're all at the gym the talking about some some speaker that's coming to be seen, like this, this famous lady speaker who's great for, I don't know. They're trying to sell it to Carmela, like you should totally come and watch her be like, be great in front of the audience. They're having him co- having her come specially because she's so like you know renowned and, and motivational yes, for, for Italian, Italian women, American exactly. Like, yes, to give a to give a talk about it. This <laughs> and I professor love... who's going to give a lecture. Yeah. A side note to this scene, I love in the background as they're all like working out in their little gym clothes. There's J Lo. <laughs> waiting for tonight is playing, which is at the yes, time probably like a that. like a hip new tune. But like that now I'm great. like this is just great. I, I'm I would still hope that in some gyms in America. JLo's waiting for tonight is being pumped. But, uh... I would like to, like, one point I would like to make because, and I will dwell on this more later because uh, Sopranos has one thing I truly love, um, unironically. Uh, Steve Van Zant, who is, like, my precious cinnamon roll. Um, <laughs> like, not least, I admit, it's entirely irrational because, like, I have some like a lot of really strong feelings about Bruce Springsteen's music and um, 
like one time I managed to end up in the front row in the pit at a concert at an E Street Band concert and I like got really worked up emotional and started up over one of the songs Aww. that brought back some stuff and I looked up like halfway through and Steve Van Zamp was like standing there like gesturing furiously at me with like full on Silvio Dante face until like a security guard got me a pack of tissues and he basically spent like the rest of the concert coming over oh now my and God. then to check on me it was just so I, when you say like I have dude. a finger Steve Van Zandt I'm like oh you're like really into like you know yeah. No, he like yes, he like That's adorable. He was cast on Sopranos because David Chase saw him giving a speech at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really? and saw him and was like that dude needs to be on my gangster show. He fits it's perfect. I mean, he was one the of the guess. better people in the episode, even though he was barely in it, but he was Oh, he was well, he in it. He was one end. of the main characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was, but he was Silvio, yeah. He was just and, not um, he wasn't in it as much as you would expect him to be in a regular or is he not true. a main character? I thought he was a main character, right? He is kind of he'll okay. sometimes disappear for weeks on end just because <laughs> that's when the E Street band was going on. I love tour. it. I love it. So but it works be, out because he's also a mafia guy, so you never know what he's up to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and, yeah, he um, seemed like he's, he wasn't well, in it as much as he could have been. But I mean, no, not, I don't no. Know, but. And it was it was weird. Um, but my favorite thing, bringing it back to the scene with the wives, is that uh, when Silvio's wife shows up on on the show now and then uh, to hang out with the other wives, she is played by uh, Maureen Van Zant, who is actually Steve's wife. So they basically, I don't from what pictures i've seen i don't think they really even need much in the way of costumes oh Steve really might to put on actual suits but i think they just pretty much roll up onto the set and steve gets his plastic hair put on and that's it so does she normally act or is she just acting in this show just on this show okay she I, had, I, I did have a note i'm like oh, i'm like her acting is a little rough but i still love what she was doing so i'm like yes. I, can, I can deal with it like it was like her acting it was more like her delivery was rough but yeah. like you could tell like she it was, the scenes where she's with the women felt great, but when she was yelling yeah. at the priest felt incredibly awkward because it's like she didn't understand, I don't know, it was, it was, it seemed a little green for a it show like this. It was a little awkward, yeah. But, like, then she goes to the women and she starts talking, I'm like, oh, so she's, she's decent. It's just this, like, a weird, it was a weird moment. So, I'm like, yes. it makes more sense that she's just maybe not as experienced not as the rest of them. I yeah, thought that, she, I'm like, I don't know yeah. if she's maybe, like, not a regular character, and, but that, if she's just, yeah, you know, Yeah, she only wife, shows up, like, a dozen times or so, and generally, I think this is the most in the way of lines she ever actually has. Oh, really? I think the rest of the time. See, that makes me sad because I liked her. I like that she yes. like called him out on that, and we'll get to it later. But she like basically like read this dude is right. It was great. Gab is the best. I love. They the all Dantes. were thinking it. She was just like, I'm gonna go fucking say something, which is yep. maybe that you don't love what she says and all that stuff, but you know, yep. it's still great. Yep. But she's great. <laughs> but then, as they're as they're talking about that, uh, meanwhile, who now who is the person that we get to see? Is that with like a another wife or a, is it a hooker or they're in Janice? That is the curly-haired woman. Yeah. That is Tony's sister. Oh, God. Who is just a piece of work. Um, she is, like, like she had the big rebellion and ran off and became a hippie. Um, okay. Basically, she's kind of a narcissist and completely dysfunctional in the same way that everybody else on this show is. And she's just in denial about that in her own way. Everybody generally most of the characters are in denial about how terrible they are right. but well, they she is in some of the most infuriating ways 
um, and is frequently rebelling, but also really likes, like, the house she's living in is their dead mother's house. Okay. Um, their mother died, and she immediately came back and started living in the house again because she had broken up with her boyfriend and needed a place to stay and was was glad to have a free house to rent, to live yeah. in. Oh, my God. Um, Who is she having sex with, though? He is, is I jo- forgot is about Joe that Pantolano, guy. right? Uh, Yes, it is. Oh my god, I had Joey forgotten Pants. about that guy. Oh my yes. god. Well, so Ralph. there's a weird scene because it cuts to them like, like I'm like sitting there. I'm like, she's like pegging J-Lo. him. Yeah, J Lo's pumping. I'm like, this is a good time. And then cut to she's pegging him from the side in bed intensely, yes. and she's like, basically like, who's your mama? Who's your mama? And he's just yeah. like crying. I'm like, it was kind of weird. And yeah. it, like no, normally you're doing that, like that situation if it was consensual, you'd be into it. And, but he's yeah, he's terrified. And but he seems to. I guess that's part he's into it i don't know he didn't it's throw some her kind off of role of him. play thing yeah. yeah and so he's just kind of like kind of like curled up on his side as she's banging him um and he gets a phone call from his wife i think yeah okay, his, so he's cheating his, i could tell his long-term it seems sorted his serious but... girlfriend yeah. uh, okay so he's he's like oh yeah make meatballs for dinner it's fine i'm like jesus and uh she seemed a little bit crazy that so it makes more sense that she is kind of a you know wild card that that makes yes. sense for the way she was playing that. Um, and she yeah. just is like, we're crazy, aren't we? And we're so like, wacky. Yeah, that, oh, that line. Was I was like, oh my gosh, Janice. Also, I would like to point out, I was like, uh, while he was on the phone, she started, like, masturbating. Oh, you can like, hear a vibrator. I hope on. you're not using the same vibrator you were just using to peg your oh, boyfriend. Oh, she that was. that is incredibly bad hygiene. She was. I was like, you are going to get so many infections, Ooh, Janice. She totally was. Jeez. I didn't even think of that. I just heard the noise. I, oh, God, you're right. That's upsetting. I didn't think I of like, that. Janice, no. <laughs> Janice, of all the bad decisions oh, you Jesus. make on this show, that is definitely near you the Step top. up your peg hygiene, David Chase. Come on. Uh, but so, uh, and then of course, like, again, it's, again, weird cuts, which I'm sure are on purpose because it is David Chase. Cuts from that, from prison, to, uh, or, it's Joey Pants getting basically fucked in the ass, to prison. And a yes. collect call from, I don't know who that is, but I think he's Holly. another main character, right? Yes, okay. and this is something... It's gonna be, that's going to be the rest of the show, is me saying, I don't know who this is, but I think they're a main character, right? Well, this is one of the things that is weird to me about this episode, and the roommate I was I mentioned earlier, she and I like looked at each other, we were like, that was a weird storyline for Silvio, especially, because it felt more like a Polly story. Um, we were like, that was really weird. Like, Silvio, get it? Silvio does not get worked up about things. Silvio is... Like, there's one moment, basically, towards the end where he loses his cool and just beats the shit out of somebody. And it's a huge, huge moment because he doesn't. He's the fixer. He is the guy who sits there calmly while everyone else has a tantrum and then goes and fix fixes things. You get that from like, him. Even during, like, yeah, the scene like where he's Tony upset. Has. There's a Tony scene later on where he talks yeah. to his son about getting picked up. And he's pissed, but he doesn't even, like... He's just like, oh man, your your mom annoys me sometimes. Hangs oh, that was Bobby. That oh, was not Bobby. Him. Different person. Yeah, <laughs> Silvio was Silvio was the guy who was the most worked up and was spearheading. I'm so sorry. That I, that's Steve. my anti yeah, Italian okay. discrimination. I thought that they were the same. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, all the all the raggedy ass like white old white guys. They, all, they do all look guys. alike. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ragged face. Yeah. No, that's fair. Well, they all have the um, same haircut. For the record, like, they like. I think they kind of did that on purpose. Like it's not oh, like it's yeah, a normal sure. show where I'm just misreading it. They're literally wearing all black and they all have like quads. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. well, like 
And St- like Tony has a line where he says to Silvio, "I, you're the level-headed one. I need okay. you. I need to count on you in this." And Silvio's the one who's getting, who's like spearheading all this shit. Um, and we were like, "That was weird. That felt more like a Paulie story." And Paulie's the guy who's in jail. Okay, like I knew fermenting... I him. So Paulie is the, is the, he has. The, if anyone's thinking yes. of like I am, where I'm like, well, on what parody did I know who this character was? He's the one with the, the white streaks in his ears. Yes, um, yes, just just below his ears. That's Paulie. Yeah, that's Paulie. That's a very or, like that's look. I think I think he's that's much that. more like the sort of thing Paulie would do is get worked up about it because this is something Paulie does regularly on the show is get really really worked up over something and start a lot of trouble with it and we're like it was weird that that was a Silvio storyline and not seemed a Paulie like, completely line. chill for being like in prison yeah it was very strange and then we fa- mm. and well and then I like even I was so confused by it that I looked it up and found out that yeah at this point I think when they made this episode the actor who plays Paulie was actually in jail so what? they didn't have him uh so they had to like no so wait I'm, a minute did like, they film that in an actual prison then i don't know that's a i was wondering how about did they that. get that shot then that is a good prison. question they might have Holy they might have shit. i don't know sopranos was a big big industry Whoa. it's entirely possible or or I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me because he's definitely in the shot. It's not like it's like him, like yeah. his face or something, or it's like yeah. old stock footage. It's like a little Maybe, scene. Like Maybe. he wasn't in for long. I, I think it was a fairly short stint. So they, if nothing else, they might have just filmed it later. Yeah, I'm like after in. he got out and filmed it, That's and then crazy, they might have filmed it. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, so he collect calls. I guess one of his friends and, and, and one of the other bosses. About his wife. Yes, he is. Basically, what's going on is that Paulie is pissed that uh, at Ralph and the guy we saw Janice pegging and at Tony, I think, also. Um, he's So he's, like, having a little, starting this fomenting, this, like, descent in the it, ranks. That's what was so between... weird. It felt, like, so obvious that he was playing yes. the other guy, but the other guy just the guy... took it. Like, what? Yes, You're the other man. guy he was calling was the head of the one of the other families so is the like in charge of the like of the new york so what family. we're saying is paulie so. calls him he picks up the phone and he says hey how you doing blah blah court dates tomorrow blah blah just so you know i don't want you to get upset about that joke going around about your wife and he's yes. like what do you mean joke and he's like, oh no no you didn't hear it never mind forget i said anything if you hear it leave it alone it's not a big deal like it's yeah. so clear to me like yeah that's like the most that's, so like, that's like a middle school girl does that like i don't understand yeah. how like it, it really, well, and that ever... is sort of the like level. Like it, that is sort of one of this the frequent themes of the show is that <laughs> these people are completely emotionally mature. Their emotional maturity is about the level of like middle schoolers. Um, that these people just that is about how they process things, how they operate. I do like, on, I mean, like, I haven't watched the show regularly, but I do like that the women had it so much more together than all the, the guys were all yeah. gossipy, they were yeah. like starting fights, the women were just going to the gym, seeing a yep. speaker, and then one of them had to like go off, eventually one of them died, but like the rest of it was pretty <laughs> much, like they had it much more under control, which is, again, like I, I was saying like middle school, like mean girls, but obviously guys gossip too. It's just, it's funny to me like how they're, I guess that was probably a purposeful thing to make it, it kind of ironic that they're these big tough guys and they're so much more um obsessed with like you know 
uh, image yeah. and status. Status, and, yeah, exactly. that it's all a status game with them. Oh, it's the even um, the opening credits is a status game. You see him driving through rough neighborhoods to better neighborhoods yeah. to his mansion. So it's like yeah. instantly you can see him moving up the ranks, basically. Yeah, there is some, and I will say I love this show, not least because one of the things I love about it is that it really is one of the few things that actually tries to say some things not a ton and not very clearly always but it tries to say some things about class in America mm-hmm. um, which I love I you know it I'm like it does a lot more than a lot of other shows do I think nice. um, even if it doesn't do much yeah so so he well anyway so he he just basically just pisses off the other guy that almost comes to nothing they'll even come up again for a while but no, uh, that that's one of those like long term things that's gonna come up more and more as the uh, show goes on. Okay. That's like sort of a that was relatively subtle for this episode, um, of just like kind of a the seed of growing our growing hostility between the two, the New York and the New Jersey families. Okay. Um, is what he's doing. He's sort of planting that. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, makes sense. It kind of did come off that way, but you, c- you couldn't really understand what was going on because it, I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't see the other shoe drop. That's a probably yeah. episodes later. But, yeah. uh, so then that, then comes the dinner where the first time, like, we got this far into the episode, this is when you first see Tony, I think. Yeah. Do you that's see him even sitting point. out front with the, with the sausage place? I don't think No, there. that's a good point. I had not realized that. Because I was um, waiting, he's the only one I actually recognize, besides uh, yeah. a little bit of, uh, Edie Where Falco, the hell's but... Tony? The Tony is the big, you know, Tony is the big iconic character from this he show. He is the soprano, yeah. I mean, besides Carmella, yeah. but, so anyway, so he, so he shows up, they're at dinner eating, and they're all kind of just commenting on random stuff it's just classic mob stuff where they're talking yep. about deals and blah 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 yep. and uh they do they get more into the idea of how you know annoying it is that, that christopher columbus is being like disrespected like you're just you're understanding mm-hmm. that this kind of anger is it, it's present in every generation which is even more insane like it would make more sense <laughs> to me if it was just like the lower ranking guys were like Christopher Columbus is a great guy, and they're like, calm down. This is the family. We can't be going around starting fights at protests. We have a court date tomorrow, which it kind of does happen later on, but, like, still, that's where you should have, like, nipped it in the bud. But instead, you're like, yeah, they all are offended. I'm like, wait, what? These are, like, 80-year-old dudes. They're offended. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Like, you think that, that that generation would at least be like, just calm the hell down. Who cares? Just chill. Like, no, I know it's yeah. offensive, even though they're, they're being offended by it, but, like, you think that they would just say, like, Keep your mind your business. Don't don't make don't stir the pot, which is kind of what mm-hmm. they're supposed to be. Their mo. Like the Got bigger generation. problems. Exactly. Yeah. So um, but then um, in the meantime, we they're, well, they're talking about the one guy with the ponytail, which they, we later on see him. So I just Furio. refer to him as ponytail. Yes. I don't know his name. Ponytail. Yeah, that's, that's Furio. Fine. Furio. Oh, of course, his name is goddamn Furio. Of course it is. Oh my yeah. god. He's. <laughs> He's part of, like, sort of several long-running stories. He shows up kind of in second or third season, I think. Like, they actually, several of them actually go to Italy to deal with one of the families over there. And as part of a deal, they have to, like, bring him back. He's he's an exchange student, basically. A mob exchange program. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, and that is one of the more interesting moments, I think, in that very first scene that they never really touch on again is where he's talking to them and he explains, oh, yeah, well, in the south of Italy, we don't really like Columbus all that much because he was Genoese and they, they've they always been, mm-hmm. you know, the, de- the 
the jerks to us in southern Italy. So they mentioned and then that, that later on that the northern Italy. So they do they are aware of this. Like, yeah, they only pick and choose when it matters. Exactly. Yeah, but it's one Which, of those things. Yeah. It's like a it's even like a Jersey thing where it's it's you know you can make fun of each other until the end of the day and then when but someone else someone makes fun else, of you yeah. it's like get the fuck away from me because it's because yeah. it's like yeah. oh those stupid northern Italians and then later on they're like he was Italian he was northern Italian like it's like what? you just made fun of that same like yeah. what <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah so uh, but yeah so that they they are basically um, but the, so ponytail dude shows up so he, he's from Italy I'm assuming yes. he has an accent he's, yes he is actually Italian and he's the one that keeps earlier in the episode he's actually there I didn't realize it until he shows up again like, oh that's what they were talking about they're talking about um, for, partly because he was leaning against the sausage shop and you couldn't see yes. his ponytail so yes. like, he looked like ponytail. more of a normal dude like when we say it's a ponytail it's like a Fabio kind of ponytail it's a magnificent ponytail <laughs> yeah and it's full like a very like full head of hair dark brown very nice but um so he he's like um he's like guys you gotta calm down who cares about Columbus and he's the actual Italian so like this yeah. is hilarious yeah I mean they're all obviously Italian but like he's from Italy so it's just that ironic. is. Like, that's a theme sort of when they go to Italy, too. The episode where they act, a few of them actually go to Italy is that, like, oh, this isn't, it's that there is, like, this huge divide between the American guys, the Italian-American guys, and the actual Italian guys. Um, so that is kind of a, a theme occasionally that comes up that, like, oh, we think of this as traditional, as exactly the way it's always been done, but it really isn't like the actual Italian guys do things. And I try to be pressured on that because I know I'm. I've mentioned repeatedly on this podcast, which is I can't really help it because it's kind of culturally how I was raised. But I'm Irish Catholic. But mm. I'm Irish Catholic like several generations removed. So I'm like I'm yeah. totally like I am here for the cultural relevance of that. In that I yeah. was raised heavily Irish with step dancing and scones and a lot of stuff. Oh wow, yeah. But like I'm not like you know I don't have a brogue and I, I did have family members that had brogues but they're either still in ireland or passed away so i'm like yeah i understand that like the element of definitely there's some element there's some there's some stuff there if you're raised by people who are super super knit into a certain culture you're gonna have a ton of that like you know yeah uh, innate you know ethnicity stuff that was baked into their way of raising people but it's i'm not gonna come around and try and act like when i went to ireland Oh yeah. Even just the act of going to Ireland and being like, "This is where my my grandma was from," is very looked down upon by some people that live in Ireland because they're like, "Yeah, what the hell? Like, why are you like yeah. coming here to look where your your ancestors left?" Yeah. But I'm, I yeah. get it. I understand that. But that's just kind of. I mean, to me, I'm like, it was it was fun to do. But like, the, I also want to make sure because I've noticed more as I got older. I'm like, this is kind of stupid. I don't want to be trying to act like I'm not trying to rob you of, of a culture that you're still living yeah. in just because I have ties to it. And that's kind and of what this not, whole yeah. show is about. Like this show is so obsessed with Italian Americanism. Oh yeah, and that this with, is them hitting a head on it, where it's they've with gone to connections a place where it's, and with generations in general, and and changes. And this is the show. Time. This, this is, is the show, like really show hitting that on a head. Like yeah. Oh, like we're gonna be so obsessed with our culture that we're gonna spearhead this random guy from the 1400s who we clearly don't even understand anything about him because they they were yeah. saying things about him that were just straight up wrong. And I'm not even talking about the slave trading stuff, which I still think obviously is clearly wrong, but like literally factually wrong. Like someone says later on he cured polio, which I was like, what the fuck are we talking about at this point? I don't remember that, huh? Yeah, I might have misunderstood it, but I'm pretty sure because then he follows it up with, yeah, and the right to vote. 
So I'm like, I'm like, change. Well, I think that was more. What what scene was that? That was the I'm commentator on that um, was... Montel Williams. Oh, that was yes. That was an argument they were having about like. That was yeah. That was something else. I think. No, that was it was it was, it was about... between the Native Americans and the and the Italian guy defending Columbus. Yeah, and, and then the, Columbus somebody mentioned. Guy. I don't think. That was okay. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Well, I remember they, might they have got into talking an argument about, about. They might have started about starting talking about Italians in general. Yeah, that might. Be, Although that even might then, be yeah, that's weird. Yeah, well, then, like, that was it's even well, weirder. Then somebody mentioned like, like, and this was a recurring thing that would happen. This happened a couple times in the episode. It happened on that show, and then it happened with the characters later in the stable mm-hmm. um, where somebody would be like, oh, well, you know, they would start out, you know, where somebody would, one of the defenders of Columbus would go a little too far, and somebody would get mad. Like, on the show, it, on the, that TV show they're watching, somebody says, oh, well, something about oh the italians oh and we had to make the middle passage and the host is like uh no you don't get to use that term that's a term for a very specific moment from the slave trade and the black host suddenly like is like whoa let's take a step back let's not go yeah it was crazy Um, so well, I, I want to. Sorry, no, no, no. Getting, I'm going to wrap up the scene before because Pony, Ponytail yeah. and Mrs. Soprano are making eyes at each other. Or am I misreading? Yes. That? Okay. No, so that is correct. He I brings her like dessert. <laughs> they have like this, and she has a couple of times sort of emotional affairs okay. with other characters. Um, like that's sort of part of the weirdness between her and the priest is that she oh. he was one of the earliest they had this like weird emotional that affair makes sense. i actually kind of picked up on that because it felt yes. like it felt like what he did at first you're like his reaction you're like maybe he's just that stupid but then when you see his kind of face you're like oh he maybe he did is. this on purpose because he was mad that they she broke it off yeah i don't maybe yes. not. I, i'm assuming they had this like yes this like big emotional affair that was clearly for both of them because the other was safe um, and nothing would ever happen, actually. That you know, he and was same a goes for Ponytail, and... I think, or maybe something oh, yeah. happened. Because it seems yeah. like they're, he's just like you know being respectful of his mob, mob like wife, like, yeah. like boss. She's his wife. boss's wife. And yeah, you, you get that, but it's also kind of like there, there's some lingering looks, and she's just like, oh, you're so sweet. But then of course, then she turns and gives the dessert to Tony. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like it's, yes. it's like there is an emotional element, but but I'm surprised that I guess maybe because it's Tony is just so secure in the fact that like he's the mob guy. He's yeah, just, like he he's never picks up on it generally. Not at yeah, and I, I don't think it really was meant to be threatening. It was sort of a thing that happened, which I kind of like. It was very yes. realistic, like how people have chemistry, and it doesn't always yeah. mean that you're gonna have an affair. It just means you have chemistry, and there might yeah. be some flirting. That's it. And but, it's uh, uh, and Edie Falca again. I yeah, said everyone before, who walks I'll in a room with Edie Falca uh, has chemistry. I'm she's sure. just she's a national treasure. Yes. Ugh. But so this is where the scene comes up where they're sitting there eating this like Italian dessert, and on TV, Monta- is it, I'm pretty sure it's Montelli Williams. I think he's like hosting, possibly he's hosting like a round table about which is, it felt so ridiculously like I don't know if this has ever existed, but he is hosting a round table of. Com- like a commentators on there's a guy representing Native Americans and then there's a guy representing Italian Americans mm-hmm. and they're talking about Columbus Day and they're basically like coming at each other like how dare you and then uh, maybe the part that I'm misunderstanding about the, the curing polio is when they start they start naming like well Italians suck 
But, like, I don't think that the Native American guy ever really, like, actually gets too personal. I think it's no. the Italian guy that takes it personal. That immediately, and the Native American yeah. guy is trying to just go back to, like, it's so it's sad. Like, well, let's, let's, it's so sad. Yeah. There's, like, a part of this episode where I'm like, these are actual conversations that need to be discussed on TV. Yeah. But they're just being literally, like, like slammed shut because yes, the Italians they're being, are just yelling like, just kind of talked all over. Because yeah. he, he's talking about, like, you know, here's what was wrong, and I understand what you're saying, but, like this is offensive and he even says like if you want to change it to the italian american parade that's great that's fine we have no problem with that we're all about like you know yeah um, god bless but it's it's because it's columbus and then the italian guy's like uh italians are great people and i I, then maybe he says the curing polio and the right to vote but either way like you don't need to start throwing those types of things in a native american's face on a talk show like it was weird and then yeah then weirdly montel williams he's like he's he's saying like yes i agree with you and then he's like, no, I actually agree with you. It's like, it was such terrible acting on his part. But then, yeah. like, the, like when he does eventually start to side with either, I don't know if he sides with the Native Americans, but he has a question about something. Then the Italian guy, not only is he, like, laying into the Native American guy, when Montana That's when he makes, starts talking yeah. about stuff, he makes a comment about black people and how all the, the it's it's bizarre. It's yeah. Like he's picking fights with minorities on national television. <laughs> and we're supposed to be like, yeah, Italian Americans, the Sopranos. I'm like, this is... I know that's the point. It's obviously like, yeah. ruining it, but it's very upsetting to watch. Like it's just, yeah, it is. There are a lot of moments on that show, and that is sort of why I don't like a lot of prestige dramas, yeah. I think, where I'm like, I get that I'm not... Like, my mom mentioned to me once, she was like, I started watching Mad Men, and I couldn't get more than an episode into it. I had to stop because it was so upsetting remembering that time. Yeah. She was like, no. And I get like that the point of it is that is not to glamorize the way things yeah it's one of those things my mom was the same way my mom my mom watched Mad Men and she and she at first she was like oh this is so great all the costumes oh I remember this this theater actor oh I remember this Mm -hmm. musician she'd be like that for a little while and then like the episodes kept going and she's like oh I remember the misogyny and the women's rights like it was like oh yeah yeah like it suddenly starts to set in but I totally know what you're talking about yeah, and, and that is sort of yeah. And so she Sopranos. Just, she gave up yeah. on it too. Well, my mom actually ended up watching it to the end, but she was still upset with a lot of what went on. Yeah, but yeah. And yeah, Sopranos is very much like that, where you're like, oh, like part of the point of you know you can't show that these things are wrong without showing these things. Right. So, um, and Sopranos very much does that, where you're like, oof, that's super painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough, it's, and then you have the you have the characters watching this on TV like yeah, this guy's yeah. giving him yeah. I'm like what? Oh, like this is terrible. Aren't yeah. you mad? Just on the on the side of like, I mean, look, if you want to have a just like a, a conversation about Christopher Columbus and defend him, I don't understand you, but I support your right okay, to try. Yeah. And at least you know try like don't don't do this. Don't become like a belligerent weirdo on TV. Like actually make good <laughs> points have a solid argument like the, the minute like he gets yelled at on on he gets challenged i should say he wasn't yelled at but when he gets challenged on the talk show the italian guy starts going off the handle and making it personal yeah. and like yeah talking about all their minorities and like you don't know what italian americans face and yeah it was insane but as soon as they're challenged and they also, just like, kind of their backs you're go up be, and it's just yeah. zero to ten basically and you're supposed to be this professional from, yeah. representing italian americans and they, they hire some basically it looks like a thug which is not fair to say but like <laughs> it's 
you should have hired somebody who's like a professor of Italian studies who wants to defend this or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. So, uh, it's just sort of more of like, see, look, good old boys on TV defending mm-hmm. our right to be Italian. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, um, they're, they're, ta- they're eating the dessert that's like Italian that the guy brought, the ponytail brought. And I did have to comment, like, I love, like, I mentioned JLo earlier. I love that their kitchen, they don't even have, like, granite countertops, because this is yes. the 90s, I think, right? Or 2000s, yeah. I guess? Or... It was, like, 90s or very early 2000s. And it's, like, yeah. it's definitely a nice home, but it's so, like, it's such a big house and so nice. But yeah. it's just, it's not what a big house that's so nice would look like nowadays. It would be That's true. Dated. You can already, it's dated really quickly. It's adorable. Yeah. But, uh, so that, that they're, like, sitting around, like, uh, talking about how the trial starts tomorrow, and then, uh, then comes the crazy speaker who is talking about, who, no, she is somebody I recognize, too, right? I probably, I yeah. I recognized her, I don't remember Yeah, her she's, was. like, a professor who's talking about, um, Italian-Americans in it, yeah. It's, like, part of some weekly ladies' lunch thing for the community. And, yeah, she's giving this talk. And and the, and the, um, the priest has set it up because he thinks this will be a good, um, you know, like, speaker. She's a speaker. Yeah, she, she it's a nice to, community. Yeah, She comes exactly. to speak to the group and, like, to, to, to empower them. Like, she's there to yes. empower them and make them feel like, oh, yeah, like, Italian women, great. And it's great. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that sounds yeah. great in theory. It's nice. And it, it, actually, even what the stuff she says is not real. I actually kind of thought she was a great speaker. I was yeah, like, that's fine. It's, nice. it's very cheesy, simple, like, stuff. It was just sort of like... But it's, yeah, it's nice enough she's for, like, you, you know, a know... ten minute, uh, like a five, ten minute talk for a, you know, it does seem... suburban lunch. It was weird because yeah. in one moment it seems dated because she's talking about how, like, the stereotypes of Italians are, like, uh, you know, drinking cold wine and, and eating prosciutto or something like that. And I'm like, is that, like, a bad thing? I'm like, I was like, wait <laughs> a minute. That... I'm like... That sounds great. I'm like, I guess it is kind of... I don't know. I, I guess it's, like, there are people... I, like, like I'm saying, I'm sure there is a lot of anti-Italian discrimination and I feel bad about it. But I just... It was kind of strange... Because I have Italian families. So I'm like, I just yeah. I don't... I don't really understand where that the, the disrespect would come from from that, but I'm sure that that's been thrown in their face and, and it's yeah. an example. Well, it's the same thing as, as like... And I'm similar to you in that I, like you were mentioning the Irish Catholic family. It sounds like yours is even more than mine in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'm, my my dad's family is like Irish Catholic. Like I had great aunts who were nuns, um, you know, and and I'm like, it's the same thing with for me where I'm like, yes, absolutely. In the past, oh, the yeah. Irish that were kind of thing, looked down on. And all that stuff. Exactly. Absolutely. But... but- today and you know there are some stereotypes today of like drunks drunks and (laughs) super catholic angry drunks lots of kids yeah and i'm like okay yeah fine a little bit of that i have families with lots of kids who are drunks yes but i'm like okay Uh, but but it's not you know i'm like really though let's let's keep it in perspective i'm also jewish so i'm like really as far as negative stereotypes go and the way, you know, as far as minority groups go, the Irish are doing pretty okay these days. And Italians, it's sort of the same thing. And that is kind of a running theme on Sopranos of, like, these people are clinging to feeling, an idea. Feeling upset of, about being, you know, Yeah, they're clinging to an idea of something. Um, to, well, you know, their image of the old school mob. And it makes and, sense, because back then especially like early early mafia times they were it was literally like a union it was just people trying yeah. to protect one another 
I mean, a lot of gangs today yeah, started exactly. that way. So, you know? yeah. <laughs> You're on the telephone. We defend gang violence. But, uh, yes. <laughs> but no, essentially, that's what they're trying to get at, is that they were the little guy getting beat up by the cops, yeah. by everybody, and they just had to defend themselves in their neighborhoods. And that's kind of a, not a terrible thing, but when it when you get to become the big dog, it's a little tough to still take that seriously because now yeah. you're, you're literally just being a bully like they don't when realize you're still carrying the bully, this chip on your shoulder yeah, yeah that everybody feels like that is sort of the point that all these people feel so threatened and so you know they feel like everything is so perilous and they're carrying these chips on their shoulders and they don't sort of realize that they're the ones on top now right. um it's sort of you know the anti the opposite of Breaking Bad in some ways, where you know, with yeah, him, it's hubris, well, and I am the one who knocks and all that. Way, but yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, but they're the ones who are like, oh, we're so oppressed; it's us against the world. Everyone's out to get us, and you're like, well, a lot of people are out to get you because you're criminals. Yes, and also, but also, you're you know, Literal upper middle words. class <laughs> white people. So really, you've got it pretty good. But just that everybody feels so oppressed, and I'm I'm sort of yeah. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent about this show. I'm I'm reminded. I'm remembering now why I really like this show as we're having this discussion because <laughs> I haven't thing. watched it in years, and I'm like, gosh, yeah, there is some interesting stuff going on. Well, this but, like, that's what the speaker gets into. She says, this yeah, is the kind of stuff we're talking about about like you know women being um you know stereotyped as as these like mob wives. Basically, is what she's saying. She's never yeah. actually say the word like mobs. She says like mafioso, I guess, or or you know, yeah. she says the John Gotti and stuff like John that. Like Gotti. she brings up some stuff that obviously has some pretty big connotations, and it's not wrong. And in fact, when I'm listening to it, I thought it was it was I thought that there was like a joke going on. Like I thought it was like, isn't it ironic that she's saying all this and Carmela's sitting there? But then yeah. I find out like later on, it was offensive. I'm, oh. That is like yeah, they're like. I oh, like and you joke, see in the moment, like... you see them, sort of, like, you see the other women, like, at other tables kind of giving them dirty looks. Yeah. Like, everybody in the community knows who they are. And Rosalie, one of the women, actually gives someone the finger and yeah. flips them off. So that's and, what yeah. so we say when this lady, this lady, the speaker is talking about how, uh, you know, we're not all John Gotti, and, and the idea that we are like that is harmful to Italians, and we need to step up and, and let them know that we're not that. And um, it's disrespectful to assume that we're all mob wives. And she's basically, like, putting down the concept. Like, she gets into it. Like, she starts talking about how yeah. offensive mob is in general. Like, how the, the being a mob wife is an offensive thing. And stereotyping that that stuff exists is offensive. It's how the media portrays us, which is ironic. Oh, we're more than that. We're so much more than that. There's and so much more to us. It, and, it yeah. definitely comes across like she's just putting down mob wives, which doesn't really yeah. work out. Because, like, the the crowd is sprinkled with mob wives and, and then all of a sudden this table like they'd been nodding along and applauding right up until that moment where she talks about, about like other wives. stereotypes they're like oh yeah we're not all the you know cheerful mama in the kitchen and oh you know we're not all the this and that and and they're like nodding and, and thoughtfully then and applauding, wives, and then and she like, hits what? mob wives, and it's like, yeah, just complete like and freeze. It's just, it, honestly, the way she says it, like it's so over the top, and the way she stereotypes mob wives, she actually makes a mockery of it. 
Yeah. Because it is. Like, when you think of a mob wife, usually it is a stereotype. I mean, not to be ironic, it's actually the Soprano's wife usually, but like... You're imagining them. You're imagining the big hair, the leopard print, the thick makeup, the like claw, talon fingernails, and yeah, you're imagining basically what these characters are. And that's not... I don't... I mean, it's partly our fault, I guess, for buying into the stereotype, but it's also... That's uh, this lady. The speaker's not wrong. It's how the media portrays mob wives. Mm-hmm. It's just how mm-hmm. it is. And uh, so, so we have that. Like, and it, on one level, it should it should be if these if the other women in the audience didn't know that they were all mob wives, it would have been funny because it's like they're getting it's like there's a secret and they're like they're talking. <laughs> it's like the episode of Breaking Bad where they talk about the criminal at the PTA meeting and someone yeah. stole stuff. And meanwhile, like it, it gets it gets. Uh, it gets uh, uh, Walter White so like, horny, the idea that people are, like, obsessed with him and finding him as this big, bad criminal that he, like, sl- like uh, bangs Skylar in a car later. Like, <laughs> like, the idea that we're getting away with this and no one realizes it. Because Carmela knows all the stuff that goes on, correct? Especially yeah, by season yeah. four. So, oh, yeah, yeah. She seems mostly involved, to be honest. She like, is, so, yeah. And it, it should be, not that, you know, you don't want people disrespecting you. I'm sure if you're in that situation, but you're certainly going to understand that people don't love it because if they don't mm. love crime, like it's like, it's like they're being in denial and someone's actually holding a, a mirror to their face and mm. they don't want to be looked at as, as bad. They felt this was a good thing basically up until this point. And yeah. she's super offended. Everyone in the audience is kind of staring at them like, Ooh, this is awkward. Like it's all about you. And some of the people are like really rude about it, like just getting hostile. Yeah. yeah. And then later on as they're standing out, like, uh, that's the more is it Maureen Van Sant? Yes, Maureen, Maureen. Van, Maureen Gabriella Dante. Abby. Like somebody has a line who says, "Oh, the father's forgotten who his friends are," um, and it's I had so like wrote that line down. It was great. I'm like, it's yeah, so, basically. It's so like Sopranos. Like if you was yeah. if you were at a, a trivia contest and they said that, if you could guess like five things it's from, Sopranos would be one of the five. <laughs> the father's, father's forgotten who his friends are. Father and Tintola's forgotten who his friends are. It really sounds like classic mafia and. So they, they decide, and I like it because it's also, usually you don't get as much, I wish that, I mean, we have, like, there's a TV show Mob Wives, I think, right? But I don't know. Yeah. You don't get as much of the female side of mob life a yeah. lot. We get, like, the, you know, we have the, uh, we have some of the stuff. We have, obviously, this Carmela has her whole, uh, you know, her own storyline on the show for most of it, and I hope, yeah. I hope some of it doesn't always, like, you know, depend on... Um, whatever the hell, you know, Tony's doing that week. No, but you have, she has some, You yeah. have the Karens, you have the, you, the Karen Hills, like, the, the, you have people who are, like, have their own point of view. I just want to hear more about their story, because it's so interesting. And instead yeah. we just kind of get the male side with them, like, as a mirror or a parallel. But yeah. in this, you, you have a moment where you see, like, almost like a fully fleshed out world, where this could have been a spinoff, practically. Oh, gosh. And I be, it's all the women, so all the female, hard. the wives, and they're upset about this. And so they're all talking like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about, and I can't believe this father's an asshole. I'm going to go fucking tell him his business. And Gabby's like, hold on a sec, I'm going to go, like, let him have it. And I just, like, first of all, I love the fact that they're all pissed off, and then she decides to say something. I'm She's just like, like, nope, I'm gonna do it. I like extroverts like that, because I'm so not that person, so I was like, yeah. thank you for taking charge and saying what we're you. all thinking. Good for you. <laughs> and she walks into the priest's office, like, literally calls him out on all this bullshit, like, how dare you, you know Carmela. And, I mean, it's weird, because I know that I should be on his side in some respects, because he's trying <laughs> to help out the parish. But part of me is like uh, this guy. He's like, a shit. She's his. That priest is. He's a shit. He's. A I will say that he's like. Ugh. He's just a real. 
I mean, he never actually, like, does anything terrible, but he is just, Annoying like, like he's clearly going along with the emotional affair with Carmella. He clearly is, like, using her to just kind of get some thrills, and he just clearly likes to kind of get his fill of drama and emotional stuff from the people in his parish he's just yeah i mean he's not you know a terrible person in the who does terrible things the way that some of these characters are but he's he's a pretty bad yeah you can you can feel bad you can feel okay about uh disliking because he, he, he lets her yell at him and he doesn't really say much of anything but it's sort of it is it's the it's the like like when I say like I like Breaking Bad and I like Walter White, I like him as a terrible person. Yeah. And I kind of cheer for him in the sense that you're like watching him rise and fall like a I don't know like a sports figure or something. Mm. I get that part of it, but like I'm not really like cheering for him in the sense that I'm like I hope he works out well and everything goes well for him because you're yeah. a monster. In in this sense, you're not really cheering for them to go to get away at like you know completely scot free because they are criminals in some respect. Yeah. But, yeah. you you know, at the end of the day, like, the fact that he had a speaker come in and speak to an entire room full of the people from the parish, and she's your biggest benefactor, mm-hmm. it is kind of disrespectful. And if, you, is, if yeah. you don't want her in the church, walk up to her and say, get the fuck out of my church, you're yeah. a criminal. Like, don't do it yeah. this way. It's just rude. It's just, it's, it's catty, to be honest. That's very much his style. Yeah. yeah. That's very much the father's and I don't, style. I don't mean passive-aggressive I don't, I'm stuff. not trying to be like, you know, he should, you know, kiss the ring or anything stupid like that. I just mean, yeah. like, you know... You know, it's not... It wasn't about taking a stand against her. It wasn't actually... It wasn't you him know, trying to dismantle the mafia from inside the yeah, church. It was him it just was, being a, dir- a dick to her. Yeah, he exactly. he didn't like that she broke it all with him. Exactly. Because exactly. exactly, I don't even know that would have gotten back to Tony otherwise. Like, it's just... Yeah. It was point, like, there's nothing about that scene besides him, him being, being a being asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they, they... She yells at the priest. She's like, you wouldn't have anything if it weren't for her. She's like their biggest donor. And the church would probably have gone under without Carmela and the remember. Yeah. And that's, that's it. And then they all go off. There is a moment later on, too, when they all go running off to... Um, afterwards when they meet up outside after she's like yes she's like and that scene i would i do want to say she's she was great in that she called him out on it but there was some awkwardness in her acting because i think that she wasn't as familiar with what she was doing yeah yeah because it's like she was just reading like her sentence is kind of it was like it was like she was just reading from the cue card or something which is i mean whatever she did fine but yeah she she still gives them she gives them a pretty good she and, gives yes. And later on when Daddy. they uh they're outside and she tells them about how she like just basically called them out, one of the ladies maybe it's this Karen, one of them says I'm gonna go get a new crown today. Yes, she's getting a crown on her teeth and Okay, yeah. I was that's my notes were if she's getting a new crown, I'm like does she mean like a dentist or like a literal crown? <laughs> Could be either. Because it's the this show group. and who the fuck knows. Given and looking at the way they're dressed, exactly. that would not be entirely Yeah, I was cracking up at because Gabby was actually in like one of the most probably wearing the most like tasteful suit mm-hmm. um, of all of the women and I was like wow when a Van Zant is like the best dressed the most tastefully dressed person in the group you Stuff's know <laughs> like shit's getting real yeah. basically if if the Van Zant is the most tastefully dressed yeah and so they they kind of they all scatter they go back to their day because they they dealt with it. And um, <clears throat> then we get to the, that's where we mentioned before, the Native American protest. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're literally starting to burn an effigy. And yeah. there's one point where a Native American screams out, Mussolini was Hitler's bitch. And I was just like, 
Up until this point, the Native Americans have gotten away, like, you know, not looking that terrible, but that was pretty rough. I was like, yeah. it's not that I, I, it's not even that that's necessarily wrong in some respects, I don't even know, but it was just like, yeah. let's not, like, make this pathetic. Oh, come like, on, guys. They have it's good just, points, yeah. let them actually protest the way they yeah. should be protesting. Like, don't put these terrible lines in their mouths. Well, that's <clears> the <throat> thing about this show, is everyone is a dick. Everyone is a terrible person, basically. Everybody. Even the people, there's terrible, and then there's less terrible. And they are, like, the the native protesters are like less terrible um in that they have good points and they are making like and they are being treated pretty i mean terribly. let's be honest they're all the most of the actors i believe are native american actors so just let yeah. them like improv i guess they couldn't do that but like probably there are not, real things they probably face in their lives they could bring to the table but yeah instead they're on like, the other hand you know, i'm mouth. sure somebody there would be I, it's entirely believable, on the other hand, that somebody would have to be a dick and say something stupid and start start some shit. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense also in a protest. Well, I will say, though, he says, the Mussolini, some asshole he says Mussolini was Hitler's bitch before they even roll up in the car. So I'm like, you don't need that. Just wait till they get there. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> At least wait till they get there, yeah. And then, because the thing is, when they get there, they barely say anything. They kind of just say, get out of yeah. here. They're pretty much spoiling for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they like, go in get out of here with protesting. To. And then the, the Italians, like, try and rip down. There's, like, an effigy that's going to be burnt of um, Columbus. It says murderer on it. And they're just, like, in, they're really incensed about everything. And they're they're trying to get they're trying to get them to stop and scatter and leave by like, yelling at them and threatening them. And it's not working. Because they have a permit. Like, one of the cops shows up once this, the, the fight breaks out. And they're like, get rid of it. And he's like, there's a permit. Like, what are you going to do? I'm <laughs> they like, have a permit. See, this is yeah. what I'm saying. This is, to me, is a difference. But it's almost like a really, qu- like, a quiet... I'm sure maybe it was purposeful because it's David Chase. But, um... Although, who knows? But, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the difference between Italian-American and Native American discrimination is that in order for Native Americans to protest, they have, like, a permit ready. They're used to this. Mm-hmm. Italian-Americans, mm-hmm. it's just Columbus Day. They're suddenly, you know, they're being persecuted on the show. Mm-hmm. Even though the rest of the year, they're these, like, huge kings of uh, the Empire. Yeah. Like, they they've wanted a day. They want. it, yeah. it comes across. Like, again, I don't want to, to domesticify anti-Italian stuff, because I'm sure, and I, I know it exists. I'm sure it does still today. But it's it's very clear to me that these people are all living well off. They might have been discriminated against in the older mm-hmm. generations, but exactly. the younger ones probably not nearly as much. If anything, it's because they're mafia they're being discriminated, I think. It's these, well, these exactly. Yeah. But, like, regardless, like, that part of the discrimination, I buy. But it's, it really feels to me like they're like, I want to be, you know, the person... I want to be the helpless person for a day. I want to be the victim yeah. for a day. And they all just were like, well, it's Columbus Day. Check. Like, let's <laughs> go off the yeah. handle. And they yeah. want to be, like, these, like, poor, downtrodden people they once were. And they're just not. So it comes across... Like, even when they're well, trying exactly. to, like, be upset about the protest, they're not, like, standing there getting upset. They're, they show up, start walking through the protest the minute they're out the car. Like, they don't even stop from the car and, like, look at the protest. They just get out of the car walk into the protest which you're not supposed to do and and like start ripping down <laughs> the start thing. shit like yeah. it's like get out of our our neighborhood it's like jesus christ i'm like you can't even like I, it, the idea that they they don't understand what they're doing is very clear because they don't really experience this day-to-day kind of stuff yeah so like, well and that they're used to just everybody bending well, to, to their yeah whims. and what i'm trying to say is like you don't see a native american group roll up to the sausage shop and then start no. throwing rocks <laughs> like you took my land like it's ridiculous 
Yeah. And it's just the opposite. This is, this is basically what they're doing to the Native Americans, which is ironic because they're Italians, and that's basically what, what Christopher Columbus did. And no one's... It, it's, it is a grander theme in the episode, but it's just... It's frustrating to watch because you're just watching these poor Native American people. Who, I mean, some of them seem like a little bit skeezy, like they're kind of yeah. rude. But like for the most part, they're just there trying to you know get Columbus Day to get shut down, which still makes no sense. And I will link here to the uh, John Oliver uh, last week tonight <laughs> episode oh, about that. But yes. like, it, it doesn't make sense that like the concept of you know Christopher Columbus Day being a thing is so infuriating to these Italian guys because you know. Until today, it didn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, then we get the phone call, well, uh, so, I guess when we, we get the phone call from, uh, you said his name before, I don't remember his name, the guy in the car with the son, um, oh, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby gets a call about, um, his, his son needed to arrive from school because, of, oh my god, that's yes. his wife! Yes. Oh no, I just realized that. Yes, he's stuck in traffic. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I know it's the same guy, but they all, okay, that makes total sense now. Okay. So, sorry, to clarify, because (laughs) they don't connect the scenes, that happens almost, did he, did he drive past the accident? Yes. (gasps) Oh, my God, I'm just realizing these stupid, like, this is so obvious in retrospect. Yeah. But, like, it happens separately from everything. Like, they don't ever, they don't go back and talk about him seeing, do they? I don't remember it happening. He mentions it to Janice okay. at the end. So yeah. At the very mm-hmm. end, he mentions it briefly. But it wasn't like they dwelled on the fact that he just drove past. Oh, my God. So he's in the car. Yeah. He's in this long line of traffic, and he's talking to his son. And his son's like, Mom's not here to pick me up. And he's like, oh, your mother, she annoys me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see as he's suck- sucking traffic, there's a car overturned. Like, yeah, not there's, far like, from this him. bad accident. And he's like, the, the, it's, the, like, the, a stop-and-go traffic. And, yeah. Oh, my God. So he And he literally is like feet away from the car as he says this and he's like okay I'll come get you afterwards so you find out I guess later on that was his wife I did, it didn't even occur to me until, yes I mean I, I realized it was him I, I don't know I don't know why I didn't realize yeah. that but it makes total sense well the timing was about the same but yeah they don't spell it out later that it's the ac- that it's the same accident well you, you do see Bobby that, yeah. you, see the, you see him sobbing but I didn't I didn't realize it was the same I thought that was the other guy at first I oh, think it was a yeah. problem I yeah it no it, it doesn't someone. help when you don't know who everybody is well, that, that one, makes it yeah who's the other guy that's like the calm Silvio Silvio I Silvio. thought it was Silvio I think. usually that yeah right? that's Silvio um, so so anyway so Bobby Bobby sees the wife on the side of the road but then you you find out later on everyone's upset about Karen dying uh, mm-hmm. which understandably uh, they have her her, uh, I don't understand. It was like a funeral, right? Like yeah. it was a wake, I guess. It was their version of a wake. Yeah. And there's like a casket there. Um, and he's like, it's so sad. He's sobbing, which is yeah. understandable. And they, um, uh, they, they're all standing around watching it happen, which is like, you know, also pretty sad. Um, uh, he he never actually unlike the other guys who are constantly having affairs. They talk about how he was obsessed. Yeah, with her and he never. How he did. never had a girlfriend. He never you had. You know, a yeah. it's kind of again infuriating to see a bunch of like middle aged men like, oh, he's such a good guy. He never had an affair. I'm like, well, wait, what? what? <laughs> like that should be the step. Should be the standard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, why is, like, not having an affair, like... Well, and that is, yeah. Like, it's the women talking about that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I heard once. I heard my husband talking about him on the phone and said he never... Like, they all made fun of him because he never had 
a girlfriend. And you see all these middle-aged guys standing around, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, like, what a great guy for not having well, an yeah. affair. Like, yeah. Jesus. Well, that, yeah, in but that it is, world. it is. Yeah, that, yeah. That's... And, um, but meanwhile, um, the sister... You might want to take it from here because I kind of I yeah. kind of lost the, this is where I kind of lost the plot a little bit for the episode because it starts to unravel yes. very quickly, um, yeah, and it, it's a little hard to follow. So this is this is well, a sister. It makes more sense now that it's a sister. Yes, it yeah. That Janice, happening. we don't actually see Tony in therapy at any point. We like no. that's sort of the main framing device for a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the episodes where we don't actually see Tony and his therapist. Um, but we do see Janice and her therapist a couple of times. Right. Um, and I, I like one of my notes, I'm like, gosh, like one of mine is, oh, Janice. Like a lot of my notes are just, oh, so-and-so, oh, so-and-so. But one of them is just like that Janice is basically like a textbook narcissist that she like knows all the right things to say to her therapist. And she knows sort of the right motions to go through. Um, and like that's a thing later on even that that's why Tony's therapist spoiler alert like at the very end of the show drops him because she realizes you know he's just learning sort of how to say the right things to make it sound like he's making progress and then one of my other notes is that said Janice's therapist seems to be kind of terrible because she's just spelling everything out for her instead of making her come to these conclusions um yeah, like we get Janice having her boyfriend issues and lots of boyfriend feelings, and, mm-hmm. and then we get Ralph, like the guy she's been screwing around with. Like Joey we get Pants. him, yes, we get him talking to um, a couple of the guy, like the the man who uh, Red Clay, something Red Clay, Del Red Clay. I don't remember the guy's first name, but he's like <laughs> the the guy kind of pro like spearheading the, as it were, the. Um, the uh, Native American protest of the Columbus Day Parade and he's like trying to talk to him and and that was like a weird moment like he pulls out uh, the thing about the guy from the cry- famous like crying Indian commercial um, yeah and, oh so we should go back I, we kind of yes. skipped over because we got right into the wife dying which was I think yes. pretty important to the episode but we, there's a moment earlier where it's I think it's Silvio again I don't remember I think it's I could, again the kind of Silvio looks like a younger version of Bobby so I got them really mixed up but um, <laughs> uh, so they're talking about how like this whole like it's already been like you know on TV about the Christopher Columbus versus Native Americans but he he basically goes to Tony and asks for his support because he yeah. says like look we're not gonna win this this is a ba- oh my god what he said he says it's something along the lines of like. This this battle will be won on the PR front. I'm yes, like, Jesus hearts and Christ. minds. Yeah, I'm like this is yeah. ridiculous. And well, that is sort of one of the weird things is because yeah, it's that's like the weird thing is that and Silvio, you don't get a ton of like little side plots the way you do with other characters because he's not that stupid. Um, like he generally like the others will do stupid stuff and get stupid petty grudges and the whole thing with Silvio is that he is the fixer Better you know that. i said this before and that he certainly goes in a- and he's like the cool, cool one the calm one the, the guy who goes in and stops people cleans up after everybody's done stupid shit um so it's just a weird a weird yeah. development in this episode that suddenly he's the one and we don't 
And like I mentioned, we don't get a lot of development for him. We don't get a lot of really in-depth stuff about this character. Like, we see occasionally his wife. Like, I think in one episode, we see that he has a daughter the same age as Tony's daughter. But she shows up in one episode with no lines and never again. Um, so, like, that was the other thing, is that I'm like, you know, if you're going to have this be a big deal to this guy... You need to give me more development to this character and explain why. Um, it's just weird for him to suddenly be losing it over this, be losing his cool over this, when you haven't given me much about him to explain it. You haven't yeah, and, given me enough. And when yeah. he goes to Tony and he says, like, look, I'm your, I'm your consigliere... I need your approval. It's basically like he's going to his boss saying, I need, I need approval for funds to, to run a campaign about, you know, pro-Italian. Yeah. And, and Tony looks at him, and I will say, I don't know if this is Gandolfini's acting choice in the moment, but he Tony looks like, what are you doing? And he even says to him, like, all right, fine, yeah. I approve, that's good, just use your brain. Like, don't be stupid. Which is what they've been doing up to this point, but I, he doesn't say it, but I think that's what he's implying. And it seems like he's a little bit like, what? So I kind of do respect that in the one, because, like, when I mentioned earlier that the older generation was, like, for that, I meant in the sense that they agree with it, but they definitely did not, you know, advise, the people that go to the protests and break that up, or try to break it up, are very clearly one little sect of the of the family, and it's not yeah. Tony, and it's not the older bosses, I believe. Were there any bosses there? No. So it was, I mean, Tony's the only real boss, I guess, in the situation, but, like, the older guys who used to be bosses or whoever, I think they're, they used to, right? Is that how it goes? I don't know. I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. <laughs> but in usually in mafia movies, there's, like, a guy who used to be a boss and, like, his brothers, and they're, like, the older, higher tier that was, has retired, basically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, so that scene happens, you kind of see that Tony is, I mean, begrudgingly accepting of this whole movement, which is so insane. And the yeah. movement you were talking about before, when, when um, Joey Pants runs into the, the, I think it is Red Clay, I think it's something Red Del? Del? It's Del. Del. I think it's Del. It's Del, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, and he, like, basically says, like, also there's a moment when he, he's sitting there, he's a professor, I guess, right? Again, yeah. this says so much about the differences between the two of them, is that one is a professor of Native American studies, and the other one is Joey Pants, this, like, yes. middling uh, mafioso guy. Uh, and so, uh, he, he has a TA with him who cause he's a professor he has a, like, a teaching assistant yeah and he says this is my TA assistant. and she's very pretty and Joey Pants is like oh I can see that it's like it's so gross yeah and, uh, and he like he like introduces her like politely and she like it says too to me like it's so like again there, these must be machinations that were kind of purposely done because you have the Italian guy basically leering at the young Native American woman yeah and it does come across as like look I hate Native Americans, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> yeah. if I'm yeah. attracted to one, suddenly it's okay, because it's, it's only what matters is what I'm interested in. And it, mm -hmm. there's, like, some subtle stuff about racism they're doing that's pretty decent. Like, that's a decent yeah. thing to, to go over. They don't ever really land that punch. They don't, like, you know, explain why it's bad, but it's being yeah. lampooned here very well. So it's kind of tough. It's, like, you, it's up to you. Because I'm sure there are people who could watch this and be like, ha, <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. can take away nothing from this episode, because it is written on a one level... As if this is the right thing. It's it's the people who cheer for Walter White who think he's a great guy. Exactly. They're not reading the subtext of he's a monster. Stop yeah. cheering for me because yeah. they just are used to cheering for the main character in any show. 
And yeah. in this in this instance, uh, Joe Pantoliano is the I, he's not the main character, but he's this he, he becomes like the main focus at this point. Um, yeah, he which, becomes sort of a major character in in for a season or two. Yeah, and he and this is where he kind of comes to him talking about. Again, like I, when I say spearhead, and there's like a point later on where he says like spearheading, and he's like, "No pun intended." I'm like, Geez. "Yeah," but that I've been saying that before. Like, oh, but that's what he's basically been doing this whole time is trying to take control of this along with Silvio, and then at least here it's not quite as violent and ridiculous as the other time. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. trying to broach him like person to person, but it's still like, what do you? I do not like his motivation yeah. is like. Look, I'm a good guy. Look, I'm a good guy. Italians He's are good trying people. to use, like, mafia tricks of, like, intimidating the guy. Like, yeah. oh, we'd hate for this to happen. Oh, and, nice protest. You got planned. And sure, their argument ashamed. is just kind of like, look, Columbus was a good guy, even though he clearly wasn't, based on years <laughs> and years of, like, very thorough storied research. I mean, I don't know Columbus personally, but he seemed like he did a lot of shady shit. So yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not well. perfect, basically. And then the Native Americans version is, let's just not, you know, uh, put, put people who are deceptively good on a pedestal. It's a very yeah. honest and straightforward point. And instead of, like, respecting it and then just disagreeing, they're trying to, like, negate it. I'm like, well, the problem here is that their point is valid and yours is not. So you need no. to pick a yeah. better point. Pick a point where it's it doesn't matter that it used to be bad. It's because, like, that's the difference. They're not using that kind of an argument. You're using the... You're wrong. You but they, none of them read a history book. It's like they never even understand what they're talking well, about. Yeah, and then like shortly after that, I think we go to a scene in the Soprano family home with um oh AJ. Gosh, I'm just like oh AJ. Is that AJ? I don't know AJ. <laughs> AJ Anthony Jr. Uh, Tony oh. and Carmela's son. Uh, their okay. daughter does not appear in this episode. She's already off at college. But AJ is heartbreaking. That's Meadow, um, right? That's the other one. Yes, I Meadow. Know. Yeah. <laughs> And H.A. is reading Howard's Inn, which I love, because uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, A.J. is reading Howard's Inn as, like, part of his teenage rebellion. Rebellion. Um, <laughs> and, and then we have, it. like, a moment where, they, where he starts a conversation with his parents and is arguing with them about it. And I love, like, there's a moment in there that I, I have written down, like, word for word, the dialogue, because Carmela says, well, he was a victim of his time like even she allows that well maybe he did all this terrible stuff but it was the time he was not just a product of his time he was a victim of his time um and aj responds who cares it's still what he did um which was interesting i'm like oh yeah and and we should say that was an interesting moment earlier i don't want to go back too much but earlier like there's there there are little moments here where you're, it's 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 tough because we were mentioning that this is obviously lampooning the whole Italian versus the America thing, mm-hmm. but it's tough to totally take that away because then there are other moments where it feels like almost the native not the name the um the Italian side is winning and purposely so because the after after the threat about the, the Native Americans he um the Del guy he's like really upset about it. he's like oh man oh, I'm so I'm so pissed and. He, he finds out that what was the, you mentioned it before like the, the crime yes they mentioned their big trump card supposedly is that um the guy who the guy from the famous like iconic crying indian commercial about like littering that's jay um, steel hill i think right yes that he that. was act that the actor was actually not a native american um which is like not really hidden um, like, then, you know, like, uh, Ralph, 
like says, oh, it'd be a shame if this got out. I'm sure you'd be really embarrassed by that and then walks away. And, um, you know, the red clay is like, oh, shit, did you know about this? And his assistant's like, yeah, everyone knows that. Come on, every, like, obviously, it's not a big deal. Um, like, and that was sort of something I wrote down and I was delighted when she had that line because I was like, they would know that. These Native informed He's a Native American activists would know this. Like, there's no way this and guy doesn't know him, that. But look, he. Oh, you know what? They, when they say Jay Silverhill, then they were, they're making it. They made a Tonto joke. I think that's what that was. Jesus, I just looked that up. Sorry. Um. So yeah, he played uh, the the Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, the companion character. So anyway, so they they um they make a joke about that, but like even you know he knew that. But like so. They basically give along the fact, like, look, it's not that big a deal. Everyone knows about this. It was been on, like, Access Hollywood or whatever. Yeah, but... like, they sort of make it into, I think, and what I think they were almost doing was making it into a generational thing. That his young assistant is like, duh, seriously, you had no, you didn't know that. Everybody knows that. It's been on but the Access Hollywood. Is, then she goes on to say, look, I get it. I'm, like, one-eighth Italian myself. I'm like, wait a minute. We don't need this. We don't need this. <laughs> And they get into, like, look, I understand where he's coming from. And it was just weird. Because we go from that to switch to AJ. So it's, like, it's tough to go, like, okay. it's th- They're never really, like, the, the point, the argument here is so wishy-washy mm. that it's a really tough, like, it's tough yeah. to, to decide what they're trying to land. Like, you're not yeah. sure if they're actually pro the Italian part, the way they're writing this, or they're trying to lampoon it. Because you have AJ, like, you know... Yeah, it is a very sort of weird, that is, I think, one of the things that makes this episode bad is that I'm like, yeah, like, I feel like they weren't, and a lot of this time, a lot of times the show is fairly subtle about things, it does kind of make you do the work, um, but it may Ah. have been a little too much in this, in some ways it was really obvious, and in some ways it really wasn't, it was kind of not making it, it was yeah, it was just a little too wishy-washy, like you said, of just, like, it can't make up its mind whether you're supposed to be on these people's side or whose side you're because supposed to be Because there are moments on. with him that are great, like, when he brings up the fact that, like, when he when he mentions, like, look, this sounds like a slave trader to me, the way that you're using words, like, subjugating his, uh, his dead people on his boats and stuff. And, yeah. And then Carmella's like, well, hey, George Washington owned slaves. He's like, and? Like, what is that, like, yeah. an answer? Are you defending slavery, Carmela? Like, like, he's okay. like a good character otherwise. Like, why would you bring that up? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and she says, like, basically, like, if he were alive today, he would be on trial for his crimes. And I don't think she's, uh, she's, Tony, I, you know what? You know what I'm trying to get at? I think this whole time we've been trying to get at it's just that they, they basically are so identifying themselves with Christopher Columbus yeah. that it feels like the whole same anti-Italian stuff that gets on in the, the meeting with the speaker is what they're feeling with everyone hating Christopher Columbus Day. Is they're hating yeah. us Italians. Yeah. And they, they take it, I mean, it's such an obvious thing to say, but it's really driven home in this moment because it's basically, she says, like, you know, don't you think if he were alive today he'd be on crime for his, he'd be on trial for his crimes? Yeah, but meanwhile, that's what we're going to a trial. Trying to tell him, yeah. And meanwhile, we're going to a trial with with Paulie, who's on trial for his crime. So, oh, literally, junior. if the guy on trial is uh, sorry, the guy oh, on trial is Tony's uncle. Tony's uncle. Yes. So, uh, but if yes. he were alive, if if Christopher Columbus were alive today, and him being on trial is basically she's seconds away from saying he'd be you. 
it's what you're trying to say. That's true. Like, there's and there's this, a line you know, like I think Tony has a line about that. He's like, yeah, the first soprano on trial in 16 years. Um, yeah, like it's the first. Yeah, first. That's the line. He's like, oh, he's the. It's the first soprano on trial in 16 yeah, years. Yeah, earlier. So, yeah, on, that's sure. true. And that's so, interesting. I hadn't made that connection. Between and I the think two it, lines. I think that's basically what he's trying to say is like if it was if it was today, because so, he even goes into it with AJ. He says if you had to walk through his shoes and you had to know what it was like, you got to understand like you do things when you're in that situation that you wouldn't normally do and, and aren't judged as great. And mm. and then like AJ's like you know it's, oh would it take a lot of guts to murder a bunch of people, and Tony's basically defending his entire lifestyle in this moment yeah. because he's saying yes yeah. absolutely because to him. The murderer and the well, yeah, the guy who's yeah, the murderer and crime lord, the guy who murders and intimidates and blackmails and yeah, yeah, absolutely, he has to believe that that's something that's worth doing, that's worth you know, that's got some some meaning to it. Yeah, that's true. That's it's interesting. Like now that you say that, I'm like, it's oh, so duh, obvious. Of I know. Taking I, I, I think personally. we kind of hinted at it earlier, but it's like. It didn't, it didn't, um, we're saying this, and it probably sounds very obvious when we're reiterating it, but in the episode, it's almost like a backseat. Like, you don't notice that until the very, yeah, very end of the episode. Yeah, it is. That's and, true. Because Tony, uh, the reason why I say this is because Tony was mostly uninvolved until AJ mm-hmm. has that moment. Like, Tony didn't mm-hmm. seem to even give a shit. And then suddenly he's just like, boom, like, I give a shit. <laughs> boom. Yeah, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly like, he has fuck a lot you, of... Christopher Columbus yeah. is a great guy, you don't know him. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, yeah. Tony, yeah. calm down. But anyway, so we got to the funeral earlier, and we can kind of move... So it goes on from there to, um, you know, him... You know, we have Bobby crying over that and all that stuff. And then, um... uh, I'm trying to think where where it goes from there. It's like... Then, let's see. First they... There's the stable scene. um, Oh, Where they go to see Hush. It's his... What's... What's the term they use for Hesh? Hesh is, like, also a recurring character. The guy who's, like, who run... The guy who owns the stable. The stable? What do they call him? Um, the Shylock. Okay. Which, again, like, tons of, like, racial stuff going on there. Hesh is a Jewish guy. Um, which I'm sure you got from what they talk about yeah. when they mention... Yeah. Um, but Hesh... They do some interesting stuff with Hash, but Hash again is like so, Silvio, they, so where it's he, like he's not. They're, they're calling him Shylock. That's not like his actual. Name. That's his. That's sort of no. Okay. No. I'm like because uh, that's like the famous, you know. Yeah. No. But that's sort of his title. That's what they call him. Okay. That's like his. That's sort of his nickname is because he is. He's sort of the the money. He does a lot. Kind of in. He's involved tangentially like he's not obviously because he's Jewish he's obviously not one of the family but he's tangentially involved and like and, the, he, and he brings up the anti-semitism right I think yeah like and initially end. he's like on sort of on the Indian side he's like yeah well they have a point you, you know a lot of terrible of stuff <laughs> like again you know a lot like the Jews they went through similar things and then suddenly somebody compares what happened to the Native Americans to the Holocaust. And then he, like, flips out. He's like, no, no, you need to get out of my house. If you're going to make that, that's trivializing the Holocaust. 
Um, so then it becomes sort of this oppression Olympics moment of like oh, everybody yeah. thinking that what happened it's to so their exhausting. people was the worst. Exactly. And yeah, just, it is. And, and, that, and not, of course, anti-Semitism is also a huge factor, but again, it is also two middle-aged white guys like, no, I've been offended more. Although yeah. the one guy who gets super offended by, uh, is it, it's not Michael Imperioli, is it? It's someone else, I think. But it's, yeah. what, Sylvia, maybe? But like, one of the, um... One of the Italian guys gets so offended that he literally walks off the stable. Like, it's insane. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, a minor character. That I don't know if okay. we really see him much again, but he's, like, Cuban. He's a Cuban guy, and he's kind oh, of, he, he and okay. Hesh are sort of, like, that's the point. That's the scene when they start, because he's talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know. They're like, oh, but you're Spanish, you're Cuban, you're, you're white, basically, is what they're saying. And he's like, well... I'm Cuban, which is, you know, a you lot of don't know my, my people my life. are like, I, it's what so happened when, you know, Columbus and his people raped the local Tano people and uh, on the island of Hispaniola, which became Cuba. Now, sorry, I'm showing off my uh, Caribbean <laughs> history class. Um, yes. But he's like, so he and Hash initially are kind of like, well, the, the Native Americans have a point. And then, like, they start kind of escalating and oh talking about well you know they have a point they really some terrible things were done they talk about the smallpox blankets they talk about blah 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 and then that's when the cuban guy says like oh well you know you can you can compare what was done to the native americans to what was done in the holocaust and that's when hash like loses it he's like no it's not it's not the same you need to get out of my house. That's anti-Semitic. Um, and yeah, that's when the guy walks off. And again, that's a weird yeah. moment because Hesh is like even more so than Silvio. He's like just a recurring character. He's not a main character at all. We they brought him in just him. for that moment. Pretty much. Yeah, he's he's only because they talk only about nothing else up. practically. Uh, yeah, and he only shows up now again, now and then on the show, and it's the same thing for me that it is with Silvio, where I'm like, I haven't seen enough development of this character for this moment to really make sense, for this moment we'll to be to exactly for this moment yeah. to resonate as like, well, okay, it makes sense for this character. Even though, you know, I disagree, it makes sense for this character that this is his berserk button, that this is the line that can't be crossed. Um, like, because, like, pretty much all we know about Hesh is that he's Jewish. Uh, he's Jewish, he's been tangentially involved with the mob. He's, like, even less of a, he gets even less development right. than Silvio, and it's completely baffling for me that Silvio is so emotional in this episode. So, it's a similar thing for me where I'm like, I can get why you would do this but it doesn't make sense with these characters you haven't done the work to make them losing it over this make sense um and so then it goes on i think my next note anyway from this is from their meeting with like because they asked that was the thing they asked like hash to arrange because oh he's got a contact at one of the casinos with a different tribe um, upstate in New York and they're like can you arrange something could he stop it could he like call some favors in um, so they get like they have a meeting with the chief of the Mohonk tribe um, yeah. chief Doug Smith 
and I didn't, uh, I didn't hear that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, his he's Chief Doug Smith, who quote passed for most of my life as white, and then he discovered. You can hear my air quotes, I'm sure. Discovered his heritage, um, namely that his grandmother on his mother's side. He's like my grandmother on my mother's side. Her mother was a quarter Indian, was a quarter Mohawk. I'm like, oh, like the whole point is that this guy basically exploited everything, exploited it for all he was worth. Yeah. Like he found out, yeah, his great grandmother, yeah, his great grandmother's, his great grandmother was a quarter something, a quarter Native American. It's so upsetting. Yeah, but he is now the chief of this tribe and runs the casino. Um, And that's that's the show, really. I'm like, yeah, that's... You say it's upsetting. I'm like, yeah, that's the show. It's it's very upsetting. Everybody is terrible. Like, this guy is a total asshole. And And what what really we say that is literally, like, he is just... It it is relentlessly he's he's like a, a a jerk regardless of anything so it's like yeah they're really portraying native americans like they've up until this point i mean it's not like they did an amazing job but they did a decent enough job with i mean i think the red clay stuff was fine he, he had a little bit of a moment like we was so dumb he didn't realize all that stuff but whatever he seemed fine otherwise but then this that, guy and, is like a, yeah. it's a whole shift it's like the, it's like the mirror image of tony basically it's like well and yeah Version. Like, as I was describing that, and you put your finger <laughs> on it, I'm like, they immediately, this is a guy they know how to deal with. Exactly. Not just, partly because he's white, actually. I mean, I'm like, this guy was not culturally Native American. But also because this is a guy they know how to deal with because he has used everything at his disposable his disposal to get what he can, to get as much as he can. This is their kind of person. Um, even if he were like genuinely, you know that he is gonna un- he's gonna understand their terms basically, and that's like, and that's exactly that. what it is. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't do anything about it. Let me make it up to you. You guys and come a up. At one point, they're saluting and drinking and toasting. It's just, yeah, they're it's like, like he's like, you guys come up to my casino. I'll give you a nice day out. You know, it'll be nice. And then like as they're there at this casino. He's like, oh, Tony, can I talk to you for a second? And the last scene is immediately after that when they're driving back. And like it's mentioned, they're driving back the four of them, four of these guys. Tony and Silvio are the only ones initially who are awake. Um, and Silvio's driving. And and like he mentions, he's like trying to find news on the radio. And like you real, he mentions, oh, that he forgot the day it was. He forgot it was Columbus Day. So they weren't there for the parade they completely missed it because they were up there at this casino schmoozing and uh tony like interrupts silvio as he's going on this tear he's like well he's like stop it you think this was free he's like you think this day was actually just about making friends no it was because he wants i don't know some macguffin like he makes uh i don't know it's, oh, of it's course. a it's always MacGuffin. Something. he's just like he wants us to do this and this for him that's what this was about and i'm like yeah immediately that's why they like this guy because they immediately and, he speaks and i'm language. not here to erase this guy's identity because i'm sure in some respects since he has some blood in him it's 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 important for him to identify whatever way he wants maybe. to maybe 
but the implication to me seems to be that he is he like, openly admits it until i found out the sweet deal where i found out my mom like it was like so creepy the way he even says it but like he's like oh yeah my mother on my grandmother on my mother's side her mother was Order and I was like, oh yeah, I got it made. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, like he's so... their kind of person. They immediately Slimy. Just, oh, this is the guy we, this is somebody we know how to deal and with. So exactly. he, and so he, and so he, it's awkward because he, he says these things and um, you're, you're trying not to think like, well, that erases his ability to identify however he wants. I'm not trying to say that, but it's more the fact that um, it, he seems to be completely explaining it, that it's really upsetting because you're exactly. basically having to watch another Chief white Doug guy Smith. yeah yeah you're, you're having to watch another white guy um now take on the role of the leader of the native americans and talk about what they're supposed to be wanting or like it's like you're watching literal like oppression systematic oppression mm-hmm. like you're watching the sopranos or not the sopranos mm-hmm. the, the the characters of the sopranos the mafia guys they're like going up the food chain to see who they can talk to so they can just hit the nail on the head and shut this up that's exactly. basically what they do, and oh, it works precisely. because because yeah. that's how it is. That's how real life is. There is mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. are people in charge of higher up high up institutions that you know, in some respects, they might you know identify the way that they are being Native American, but their ideal their ideals and their their priorities still are keeping white guys in power. Which yeah. it's partly because white guys are putting money in their pockets. Well, like in this yeah, episode. it's just but it's also just because quo, some of those guys for, are basically yeah. just. You know, I'm. I want to be Tony Soprano, so I'm going to do yeah. stuff to be. It's just. It's gross. It's. It's it making is. the white guys the winners, even though technically the, the the guy they meet seems like he's actually higher up than Tony. But I guess, you know, they have other they have other needs that Tony can handle. But yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's gross. At the end of the day, the white guys of, win, basically. Yeah, and that is sort of the point of the show. Not necessarily at the end of the day, the white guys win, but at the end of the day, these. Basically, it's a, you know, it's what's on TV tropes called a white and a black and gray morality world, mm-hmm. like where the best there aren't really any good people on this show. Um, and yeah. the entire point is that he's the kind of sleazy, gross guy. Like, absolutely, they're right. Like, you know, frankly, most of these the Native Americans their cause is right they but you know the people who have managed to get it themselves into power and into a position to do anything about it are terror not great people and are going to you know undermine a lot of this um and like you mentioned earlier it's like well probably there are i'm sure italian americans do just face discrimination um you know to what extent maybe maybe not to the same extent as other groups but yeah absolutely there are stereotypes about them but you know the people who are in power in this episode and who are in positions to do something about it are all mobsters are all like terrible people um and that is sort of the thing with sopranos is that there's really nobody to root nobody at the end of the day is like a good person where you're like who you're rooting for because everyone has that moment where they just suddenly become somewhat yep. unlikable or totally unlikable yep. but so, Absolutely. so oh god and so we should get oh my god we should get to the other scene which is oh my god so talk about upsetting capital U upsetting jo- Joey Pilano comes over and he has now he told his girlfriend I guess I thought it was wife but I guess it's girlfriend yes. he doesn't want to be with her anymore 
So yeah. he doesn't have to hide his affair with Janice, with right? Janice, yeah. Janice. So he comes over and it's like the creepiest, like, middle-aged creep scene where he's just yeah. like, Honey, it's just me and you now. I need yeah. your slut. And it's like so creepy. And he's like smooshing his face against her tits. And it's just like, Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And like, there's this like little tattoo. That you didn't really see it in the other scene, but she's got this little tattoo of like a Rolling Stones tattoo. Yes. Thing. A Rolling Stones tattoo. Ooh, and it's yeah. like right above. It's just, it's everything about it. It's very, very, very upsetting. And he's just yeah. like, smooshing himself into her. And she li- like, it's, it's so obvious. Because up until this point, we should say, we mentioned before, they're like bunnies. They were like in bed. She's like, oh, we're crazy, aren't we? Yeah. And wacky. Oh, we're wacky of hair. But now, like, you can see it right on her face. Now that he says, as soon as he says that, her face, like, falls. Like, oh, well, there's a spark. It's gone. It's like, duh, Joey Palano. Of course that's how it is. Like, have you ever met a woman? Like, I don't understand that. It's not true of all women, but I'm just saying, like, like come on. That's pretty common. If you're in a relationship with someone who is thriving on the secrecy are yeah. you shocked that they're gonna and be that upset is when janice. it's over absolutely that is janice same goes for her if she had tried to break it up with him if she had tried to break up with someone she was with for him it would have been the same thing in reverse you know it's yeah. not like it's different but yeah. uh so then then she kind of looks like oh god and then she realizes that it was to be her night to bring over food to bobby's house Bobby, yeah all doing the round robin thing where they bring over desserts or dinner or something yeah, um, and she just wipes it off. I guess. Yeah. At first, I thought yeah, she was trying she to get out of it. Off for Ralph initially. I thought she was trying to get out of the Ralph stuff. It seemed like she brought that up, like she wanted to get out and do that. But I guess she just decided to put it off. Yeah. Um, but then we get later on, we get back to that again, where they they um she does go visit him, and it, that's a sad. That's a he's a great actor. Who, I, yeah. I don't know him, but he's, Bobby, he was yeah. great. He gets really upset. He talks about the the wife dying. And he's, he mentions that he could have been there, which I don't know how I missed that before, but, yeah, like, he, he says, like, like, oh, he I should have been there. Because he mentions he was in traffic and he was making, he was mad at her because she made him go get his dinner or the dinner for everybody. And he was, like, kind of annoyed at sitting in traffic and he didn't realize that it was her car. Like we said before, like, uh, less than two or three yards from where he was st- sitting. Yeah. And apparently she survived the crash from what he says, or it sounds like he says that. Or he thinks she did. He might just be thinking she did. It's very tragic if it is the case. But yeah. he says she survived and living in Twisted Metal. And if he had known, he could have been with her as she was dying. And he wasn't. Because he was just sitting in the traffic waiting. But you can't blame yourself for that. I mean, I, I can understand being oh, upset that you were annoyed with her that day. But it's you can't blame. It's just it's just very tragic. And um, But at the end of the day, you see um, Janice kind of have... You know, some, some sympathy and some humanity to her, which didn't seem to happen in previous scenes, at least. I don't know the rest of it, but yeah, it seemed well, like, oh, yeah. like, although to me it seems like she's now going to try and, like, move in on Bobby, which yep. I'm like, no, yep. no way. Does she that really? is, yep, yep, uh, that she looks, is absolutely. I mean, absolutely. it's sad, but she, they, they made it out like she's like a spider or something. Like, she, yeah, well, she got the she, one guy, yeah. and now she's going to move she on to thinks- the next. She thinks she knows what she wants, and she thinks, yeah, I mean, like I she has some Bobby seems like a cat. She seems like a good guy. Yeah, but Bobby she's also kind of yeah. But yeah. yeah, I cracked up at that moment with um, her therapist, where her therapist like, oh, show break up with Ralph with the the compassion and respect that you're famous for, and I just like cracked up because that is absolutely not Janice basically that's what Janice wants to think of herself and that is the and even in that moment like I'm saying I was like surprised because she did seem compassionate and nice and stuff but then then I read it like but she's like she sits down and she's like tell me about it I'm here for you and it's like 
All right, you just you went you you had the compassionate side to you, and then you stepped over the line basically, mm-hmm. and she couldn't mm-hmm. she couldn't just be compassionate. She had to make it into something a little bit more, and mm-hmm. of course that becomes you know whatever. But I get I, like like I said before I get it. Bobby seems like a good catch. More like he was a great husband. I mean, obviously he's still in the mafia, but she she doesn't have a problem with that because she's you know his, she's Tony's bro- sister. I mean, yeah, Tony's her she brother. Grew up so she in knows it. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just seems. That makes sense to me, but it's only going to cause... It seems like she's just, like, obsessed with drama or grief or something. Oh, yeah. Of, absolutely. You know, That's um, 100% turmoil. correct. Yeah. Which is ironic because Bobby doesn't seem like he's going to bring that, but I don't I don't know Bobby's character that much. It seemed like that would have just been a, a loving marriage if he was with her, but I guess it's just that, you know, the moving from Ralph to him is the drama because it's going to yeah. cause, you know, infighting between the two of them because they're both in Tony's family. I yeah. Believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's not great. But so she, the therapist, you know, encourages him to, encourages her to move on to Bobby. And it's, it's clear from the beginning that she's going to, she has like a thing for him because when she shows up, she's instantly like, you know, oh, Bobby, like, talking yeah. about her neighbors and blah, blah, blah. You'd always talk to me. And when you, when she goes and talks to the therapist, it's, it's almost like she's making more, because we all watched the scene. Unless there was more that went on after she was, maybe, maybe something did happen later on. But it seems like she just was, like, a very, more or less, like, a little bit too close, but more or less just someone who was there for him to cry, a shoulder to her to cry on. But she's making out, like, she's like, I see something in him. We could be together. And it's like, yeah, you're, like, literally, like, making this into this new, again, it's, it's, it's she's And even her therapist. Her therapist is like, oh, okay, cool. What Speak is, like, truth. what does he do? And she's like, oh, he works for my brother. Um, and her therapist is like, what did we just talk about in our in the last scene that they're in she's like telling her you need to stop getting involved with people in your in your family you need to stop this you're crazy trying to reenact sense, and true. yeah and she's like oh yeah he he works for my brother and she's like Janice and and Janice is like oh but it's not like that he's different and her therapist is just like okay well, moving on. Now, see, I didn't watch the rest of this. Is he actually different, or how does that work out? Does she ever actually get with him, or? Yes, yes, she does. Is and it better it, for them, or no? Uh, kind of, insofar as it's possible for Janice to be a decent, functioning human being. Because um, I don't know Bobby that well. I only saw, like, just the three scenes with him, basically. But, like, yeah, he's a lot it's... more, compared to Ralph, especially, like, a lot more down to earth. He's got kids. He is, but he's calmer, she's but... she's just a kind of a terrible person. She's a force so. of nature, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's just, yeah. It's 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 not great for him. I don't think. Um, but nothing was ever going to be great for him once he got involved in this life. So it's um, and it's yeah. again the tragedy of um, Karen's death is especially intense because it didn't happen because of mafia reasons. It was a car yeah. accident. We mentioned yeah. it briefly, but she just gets at first when I heard it, I thought it was like a hit or something crazy because of the speaker. Or I didn't know who Karen was. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, was this like some kind of a like? But no, it was literally just you know, oh, um, you know, she was speeding or something, or someone sideswiped her. She just got in an accident flat out it was just tragic and there was nothing he could have done so it wasn't like his life really um and she was going to the dentist it wasn't like she was going somewhere yeah and shady it was just fully random and tragic of life and i think to him it's like well he understands the risk of living this kind of lifestyle but like that's just regular life so it's yeah. especially rough 
Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so he, he, he just, I think he's devastated by that, and it makes sense that he'd be in a place vulnerable enough to, to you know. Yeah. But so the Ralph, Ralph, meanwhile, was like, at the end of the episode, he's like planning on, he's like unpacking, he's gonna go move in with Janice or whatever. Yeah, and like, she's like, this uh, is no. And I get that, because, I mean, he's creepy as hell. I understand the idea of them having an affair, because at least, you know, affairs are come from a place of loneliness and desperation, but, like, the idea of, like, living with this guy, like, clearly, it makes sense <laughs> that she's like, oh my god, I'm, like, in over my head, oh, because god, I would no, not want to live yeah. with that either. No, Yikes. yeah. And he, because he's seen, like, uh, this is not Joey Panelano, Joe Panelano, that you usually see in movies and TV, this is a Joey, Joseph Panelano that is, like, I'm trying to even think of, he's, like, kind of like the Joe Pesci version. Yeah, everybody, where yeah. He's just like, the, eh, he's got the full head of hair, he's, like, like a full, big teeth, he's just like, meh, meh, like, hello, yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> it's just not... He's not, like, a calm, collected Joe Panolano, and it's He creepy. is, yeah. That's the character, too. You're you're kind of dead on with that. <laughs> he's the, he's the fan. He's, like, the little, like, yippee mice, mouse guy next to everybody. Like, yeah, yes. you saw it. Because even, I think, if it, was it him at the protest when he gets hit, he runs to the car and just sits in the car? No, that's, that's a, a different guy. character. That but is. But I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing he would do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But she pushes him down the stairs though, because classic Janice can't just break up with someone. She, no, like, absolutely. She claims that he forgot what? What did he forget? Like something? To take off his shoes. Oh my god. I like that you can immediately go. Even though this is only the second episode you've seen, you can immediately say classic Janice. Yeah. I'm like, yep. You are one hundred percent right. That is classic Janice. She doesn't act like this is a crazy situation at all. She's just like, you know, you didn't classic take off your shoes. Janice. I'm breaking up with you, you, you asshole. And, yep. Because uh, no one in this show could just be honest for five minutes. But no. So, no. Uh, so he's he he like yelling at her like, what? You're so crazy. And then uh, she kicks him out of the house. And that's it with them, I guess. And she, it's weird because I'm like, it's actually a very aggressive thing for her to push him down the stairs, given that he's in the mafia. But I'm like, I guess yeah. she's a well, mafia and then sister. She knows that It's life. interesting also because then she like immediately panics and, and all, runs up and locks the door. And he's just kind of like, ugh, kind of hauling himself because he, he hurts his back. And he just kind of hauls himself up and takes his stuff and leaves. And that's a beat I would get from somebody who's not the sister of Tony Soprano, though. But I guess that's just like her heightened, like, I want drama, maybe. Yes. Vibe. That is absolutely yeah. And like back oh, against the door. That oh my is God, absolutely. He comes in here, like, God, I'll be dead. But there's no way that guy could kill her or do anything to her. Really, could even like speak ill to her yeah. and then not get murdered the next day. He's basically. The boss. Yeah, the and boss's he must know that. Sister. He walks out without yeah. even saying another word because it, it would be taking his own life into his hands. Not just yeah. Tony. The rest of the whole damn family would murder him for that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. but that's so then, Janice. Yeah, but then we get to Tony and um. I don't remember. I always know him as Michael Imperial. Oh, it's Christopher. You said right. <laughs> so Christopher. So Tony yes. and Christopher and um, Sylvia are in the car. There is like a there's a thing on screen at some point about like there's another protest of the Italians versus the Native Americans where there's like a whole like horde of Italian people now like wearing <laughs> Italian like paraphernalia and insignia. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> and they're driving to go see them. Um, and they kind of get a bunch of reality dosed on them, I think, mm. right? In the car? Yeah, the last scene? Yeah, they're in the car at night driving. Yes, that's the way back from the casino. Oh, right, they, they, I forgot, we, we mentioned that, right? They went, yes. they went to the casino earlier? The casino, and yeah. that's where they met, they met up at first, and then on their way home, they get this, like, you know, they get, they, the my people are being fucked over stuff, and then the whole not for nothing, but I think you're getting a little yes. confused. 
that yes, was the movie. Yes, not for nothing. Yeah. And, like, it's ironic that Sylvia is the person doing this. Yeah. Because, like, he's the one that's been so obsessed with this, like, whole campaign and, and you know, been obsessed with, like, that. And meanwhile, he's like, oh, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper. But I'm like, you know, if you hadn't started all this, Tony wouldn't yeah. be so up in arms. And, in, yeah. in fact, Tony's really only up in arms because his own reputation's being sullied. He doesn't really care yeah. about Christopher Columbus. But Sylvia's the one that cared about Christopher Columbus, and now he's, like, annoyed that Tony's, like, misrepresenting the, the Tony's you know... Tony's drama, yeah. Anti-Italian Tony's discrimination. Tantrum. It's like, well, you're the one that was the one obsessed with it in the first place. Like, it's weird that he would just drop it so suddenly. Yeah, and that is sort of the thing that, like I said, that is sort of the thing that felt so weird to me about this. Because, yeah, it was like, that did not feel like a Silvio story. And he, that is he's not... not He's not perfect in that moment. He still says, like, you know, like, Gary Cooper never yeah. knew suffrage. Like, there's no one suffered knew Gary the way Cooper we that suffered. ever suffered. Like, yeah. I'm like, Jesus. But, like, I understand where he's coming from in, in one respect, where he's trying to say, like, look, movies is not real suffrage. That makes sense. But it's more like he doesn't understand my struggle. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden he's going, he's, like, the voice of reason again, suddenly. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, that's, and that's the thing that makes this kind of a weird, bad episode for me, is that, well, like I said earlier, I'm like, you know, that doesn't seem like a Silvio story. Yeah. That seems like a Pauly story. Um, that's the kind of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of thing, like, ridiculous stupid thing Polly would take into he would take a notion and get worked up and cause a lot of trouble and that would be what happens with in the aftermath and it's weird to me the the weird thing about this episode is that it's Silvio doing that because that is absolutely not Silvio for mm-hmm. me for the rest of the show I'm like that is weird that's just a very very strange thing uh, to have this character, you know, because that last scene, and yeah, he's still kind of worked up, but he's also kind of being, that is absolutely, like, like, Tony and Silvio's dynamic, generally, is that there's this great scene, I think, at one point in the show that is explicitly just Tony throws a fit, he walks into a back room angry about something and, like, yells at everybody and scares everybody off throwing his tantrum and Silvio's sitting there and Tony sits down and starts to read the paper, like, angrily while Silvio's just kind of sitting there patiently not saying a word and finally Tony's like, what?! Like, all petulantly. And Sylvia's like, okay, let's be real. You just threw a ridiculous tantrum for no reason. What's really going on? What are we really going to do about this? Um, And this is one of the things I love is that basically, I think it has been stated if explicitly, not necessarily, but my understanding is that's pretty much the exact... He's basically playing himself and... uh, his own dynamic with Bruce Springsteen in his relationship with Tony Soprano. Silvio is to Tony as Steve is to Bruce, where Bruce will, like, go nuts and throw a tantrum about something. I love that scene, too. The whole time Tony's yelling and, like, going off the deep end, he has this, like, how do you, um, a 
scowl on his face. I want to yes. say scowl. I want to be really specific. Yep. It is yep. like a protruding. Like if you if you made if you picture a little kid getting mad. Yes. That's the face. Like the exactly face. face. He's got that oh, face. Looks he is out such real a, wide. Oh, he's precious. Frowning, he is a precious it's, like, it's real. Role. It's it's adorable, but also like ridiculous. Like he's Bruce a Springsteen's man. children used to cry. Would cry oh when gosh. they were small. They were they would cry. There's this great interview from like their first tour back together in like 20 years and Bruce is like bursting to say something during this they're like taking a break after rehearsal with the interview to like interviewer to take lunch and Bruce is clearly like bursting to say something I'm really excited and finally he can't keep it in anymore and he says my kids used to burst into tears whenever they saw Steve <laughs> and his wife is like they were babies he looks like a pirate can you blame them like basically this guy used to terrify small children and he was based he was cast in Sopranos based on his appearance alone. So yeah, that is the scary Steve face. It is, it is very piratey looking. Like he has the if he had a patch on it would look right at home. Yep. And and yep. like in this moment when Tony's screaming about everything, like there's point he goes into this place where I guess it's I I haven't really watched the Sopranos, but it feels like kind of the Sopranos stick of it all. Where yes. it, it, it works itself up into such a frenzy that he is screaming about how, like, look, it's how it is. Gary Cooper didn't know, Gary Cooper didn't know what it was like to be Italian mm-hmm. and suffer. Strong, um, type. Like, like, all people suffered. Like, he's like the gays and all the other. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, what's <laughs> the happening gays, right the now? Blacks, yeah. And and then he and then he's like, you know what? And then <laughs> it was pretty funny because in the back, Christopher says, uh, Gary Cooper was gay. And he's like, yes. no, are you even listening to me? And it's like, that's the point, Tony. He is listening to you. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's you're so, on a what tirade. you're saying makes no sense. And yeah. and then he says, he says something, he says, people suffered. Like, basically, period. And then, yeah. and then Sylvia says to him, did you? And Tony's like, well, maybe the feds, like, you know, I kind of did. And then he's like, well, my, my parents, you know, got spit on because they were from a certain area and into Italy. And then uh, Tony's like, you know, didn't didn't all the good things in your life come from you because you're from there? And he's the answer to that is no. You're a smart kid. It's because you didn't of go to college. You you know you have work you did. It's what you've done. Yeah, and you you own the most profitable thing in North Jersey. Blah blah. <laughs> profitable like, strip bar. Oh, is that what? He, oh God. Yes, <laughs> the most bar. profitable bar in New Jersey. He runs the topless bar. And yeah. you got it because you're you, because you're smart. You're not. It's not because you're Italian. And then where the fuck your self esteem, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, you know, he, it's weird because Tony's at one point yelling about the the suffrage of Italians, and then he's then he goes back around. It's like it, it, it's so circular, and I guess it's kind yes. of realistic because it's the like, way people actually yell. Almost comes close to the point at a couple of times, and then well, doesn't. He, like he misses starts it. out yelling about how much it sucks to be Italian and the, the time you went through, and then circles back around to saying fuck Columbus. Like it, it's like it's a realistic kind of tirade. Because yeah. By yeah. the end of it, he's literally like yelling in the opposite favor of what his argument originally was. Yeah. Because he says, like, look, that all that shit didn't come from you because of Columbus or the Godfather or whatever the fuck you want to think of. It's because you're a good, uh, a because hardworking... Yeah, because of uh, what you did. You know, person. And he's like, but then, of course, it, then he, he goes back to say, like, you know, we still gotta, like, tiptoe around, you know, well, Sylvia, we gotta tiptoe around you know, Native Americans because we don't get to call our baseball teams, like, all yeah. that stuff, or... 
it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah. And then you know Tony, of course, defends that by saying like you know, believe me, we have that stuff too. Take it up with Frankie Valley, and that's just the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's kind of the version of wrapping it up. Is like, look, everybody's is... got people who just take advantage of you know your culture. Yeah. And that's a very Sopranos ending. Is that kind of anticlimactic? Well. Well, that's what the finale was like, right? So, just like, boom, moving on. And it's like, wait, what? What? It's like, well, there we go. And that's it. Nothing really gets wrapped up, more or less. You seem like, I mean, it seems like the kind of argument that could have carried on to the next episode, but I doubt it did. Yeah, Um, that's, and that's sort of one of the things that makes this a not great episode for me. Because, yeah, yeah, there's nothing that really, it's all very self-contained. And this show does not do a lot of self-contained. So, for this this thing to be a self-contained plot in an episode is very weird and jarring. Yeah, and if it had been a different episode, it seems like the kind of um, it seems like the kind of plot that could have been around a different topic and would have yeah. carried over. Like if, you, like I said, if you had substituted this with like heroin or something weird, like, which sounds obnoxious, but like if, <laughs> if that had been the thing they were all railing against, is heroin deaths or something, that could have carried over and done something. But they made it all about this, like you know, um. When, when they're all feeling so upset about something so specific as, like, you know, being, feeling, you know, discriminated against, that shouldn't really go away, but they never really, I mean, maybe they bring it up again, but it doesn't seem like it's going to carry over into be a main plot of the series. No, To a degree. Really. And it sort of does come across as feeling very special episode-y. Where yeah. You know, it's like the Sopranos talk about racism. But it's yeah. not, not like racism, like, like racism at large, just our racism as Italians. Like, it doesn't it's not what you need, you want to be watching really it's yeah, bizarre yeah it's just yeah it's just a very weird it's just a very weird episode that feels very unsettled with the rest and so of the show i didn't i didn't watch this show is this a normal episode in terms of like action and uh plot it felt like this show was supposed to be a lot more like i, mean, I wouldn't say like the wire or breaking bad levels of action but Certainly, it seems like the kind of show where more, like, deals are being made and, like, intense, like, you know, in that Is it mostly just talking? It is a lot of interpersonal stuff. Um, It is a lot of just talking and personal drama. Um, There is not all that much action, relatively. Um, A lot of it is. Because I guess it starts once everything's already kind of a little crazy so they have to kind of tone it down yeah that's why they're the therapist and all that kind of stuff i'm sure yeah um but yeah so I, it's, it's hard to tell to me it just felt like very uh, but it was plain. even yeah even with that said that it is very much sort of a personal interpersonal and personal drama driven show rather than action even with that it's still a very weird episode there's a lot there's a lot that's going on and they kind of like Janice's whole thing is just like that's a huge a major arc for her is her and Bobby um so to suddenly just have this all happen in one episode that Bobby's wife dies and Janice breaks up with her boyfriend and decides to move in on Bobby like is just there's a ton that's kind of crammed into this episode it feels almost like they're trying to do way too much and yet very little happens in some ways yeah it's weird it's a very strange situation it is it is it's a very weird episode yeah 
Well, that's interesting. I didn't, I've always, I'm seeing, of course, again, that's me stereotyping Italian Americans, I guess, but <laughs> I thought there'd be at least a couple more hits on this show or something. I there guess. are occasionally, but yeah, a lot of it is very much it's just so kind boring, of, but I'm sure that's very, yeah. I mean, hopefully well written the rest of the time. But like, yeah, I mean, it's very stuff. compelling. The people are very compelling okay, and it is good. very, the actors are great. But well, maybe yeah, I'm saying, this is, maybe, I don't mean necessarily action, like, you know, rolling around on the ground with guns or something, but like. There's just there wasn't a ton that went on. I mean, no. obviously the death was a big deal, but that happened off screen. There's not a lot huge... of progression. Yeah, there's but... not a lot of character progression in this episode for pretty much anyone. And the arguments Janice... aren't about each other. Besides, I guess technically Janice and that that one little bit with Polly, they're not really about like the characters on the show. It's about yeah. Christopher Columbus. It's so, very like, much it's... an external conflict. And it's rather it's than... troubling because it's not what you yeah. want to watch a show about. It's a scripted, like, long drama like this is usually it's because, the like you're saying, the character motivations are Yeah, intense. there's usually, it's usually a lot more internal trauma rather than external conflict. Um, it's usually much more everybody against everybody else rather than everybody yeah. against some external thing. Yeah, it's rough. It's it's absolutely it, it was I mean it's not a great introduction to the show so I no I I shouldn't think so I, <laughs> I thought it is not, not. Me, I, I mean I still I'm still wanna I would like to go back and maybe watch try try it again in the future but like uh, having seen this episode it's definitely yeah. not a good selling point for me I too. doubt it's a good argument in the show's <laughs> favor I'm like yep even really liking the show it's not for everyone and this episode especially is not going to be the best way to sell someone on it. Yeah, no. If you watch this episode and you're like, no, I'm not interested in more, I'm like, I don't blame you. <laughs> so do we have any you have any other wrap up thoughts? I'm I'm I think that's kind of it. I mean I think we kinda went think over. So. I, I think that it's it's the me the best part of the episode was the Bobby stuff because I think that was yeah. actually the most like character if the rest of the episode had been like that, it would have made more sense. But instead yeah. of all this other stupid stuff about Yeah, we covered everything oh, for me. Show. Yeah, yeah, this show. Oh. Slowly, we're working our way through oh, all the classic American TV shows, so we can, you know, nice. slowly, yeah, <laughs> gain enemies by by talking ill of them. But talking. I think this show definitely is not flawless, and I, anyway, I think oh, it, no. I, it's definitely more so than other shows that are so eponymous with like you know classic TV or peak TV. Oh yeah, I don't think that this was quite as well received at all times like it's not like we're talking about an episode of the wire or something yeah that'd be yeah to do. i don't even know yeah what I'd pick. <laughs> but uh no, so yeah. this is this is during its lull i guess or at least during one of its lulls yeah and yeah it, it it got better hopefully or it got worse or it, it got better <laughs> it was on and off a lot of the time yeah this was definitely a weak spot there were there were peaks and troughs and this was a trough <laughs> oh but boy was it <laughs> um, all right, so let's get on the plugs then. So what's up with you, Julia? I usually, you can hear me usually on uh, weekly on Bossy Britches podcast mm-hmm. with Lisa Schinnaker. Friend of the um, And I am available on Twitter at <laughs> Jules Has Tweets. Awesome. And then I am, as always, at Mari on Twitter. Uh, the next episode of this show will be Coupling, uh, the U.S. version mm-hmm. of it. Uh, the pilot, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be oh next week. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com if you've got thoughts, opinions on how wrong we are about Christopher Columbus. Uh, uh, in, in the meantime, thanks for watching the Televoid, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.